When the crowd suddenly gets loud, that's a pop. But when an airline boarding agent calls out Maxwell Freeman three times to no response, that's a monster pop. Yo, I am D Street, and I am here this week with my boy, Reclaimed Joey. Joey is a Twitch extraordinaire and a former professional wrestler. I guess you guys know that if you've heard an episode before. What's up, dude? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing? I guess they can't answer. Yeah. I heard in unison from their houses. Everybody yeah, shouted me too. at once. Yeah, yeah, I heard it too. <laughs> we are flanked as always by actual doctor, PhD extraordinaire. Everybody's an extraordinaire today. That's the kind of mood I'm in. Doctor of destruction. What's up, dude? I'm I'm extraordinary today. I'm, I'm yep. feeling the extraordinary attributes. Right. I mean, we're all extraordinaires. You're an extraordinaire. Yeah. Joe is an extraordinaire. I am. It's just it's just one of those days. Everybody is special. You know what I mean? If, if only there was something we could point to in nature that was special and unique. Oh, I know, a snowflake. <laughs> so we're going to have to have some extraordinary opinions because AEW has been under the microscope this week. And that's primarily what we're sticking with this week because of the Double or Nothing pay-per-view and the television leading up to it and all the crazy news that came out of it. So we're going to have to separate ourselves from the pack. Joey, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, um, what do I think about what exactly? What are you good? What do you like? I like. What I'm, do you think generally, Joey? Like, yeah, it's just a very general, <laughs> like, like. Yeah. I guess I'm commenting on us just tackling, you know, what's like I said, been under the microscope. Fair enough. Uh, it was it was a, a a very very big week for for AEW. They had a lot of events uh, going on, um, going into Double or Nothing, and. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think there's a lot of stuff that we can cover. There's a couple of things outside of the the AEW bubble that uh, we're going to cover, uh, including a, you know an update on Kota Ibushi and everything. But the big news of the week is all revolving around AEW this week. It was a uh, Double or Nothing is one of their biggest pay per views, and it was almost like a WrestleMania. Well, they only weekend. have four. What's that? I said, well, they only have four pay per views. That's years, true, so but they're, it, all, this they're is, all the biggest <laughs> pay per view. <laughs> this is one of their biggest ones, though. So yeah, you would think that's how they would view it. Yeah. We've got four shows a year, so we can't really give one. Yeah, it was called um, well. All in was like you know the fucking beginning, and then they they renamed it all out. But the very first actual official mm-hmm. AEW pay per view ever was a double or nothing. Yeah. We had some problems, and I know we talked about it before with the booking. If you're going to have four pay per views a year, you can't have any dynamite matches on there. You can't have any last minute oh, here's an opponent that you know doesn't really stand a chance to beat Jade or doesn't stand a chance maybe to beat Thunder Rosa. Right. You can't do that. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that some more as we get into the pay-per-view, but why don't we uh, why don't we seg into some news? And w- Well, I was thinking we could start with our DraftKings winnings first. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, nothing. <laughs> you you made $0? No. Really? I made like, it's like 68 cents. Oh shit! Yeah, I can't. Maybe I, maybe I need to check that again. But yeah, I, I only had. Yeah, I don't think I made anything. Yeah, I looked and I was like in top one hundred or something like that. No joke. And I made huh. sixty eight cents. It will not verify my account. It's having. I'm not behind a VPN or anything, but it's not. I was having trouble veri- verifying my location before we entered the pool, but it seemed to straighten itself out. And then after I entered the pool, now they're trying to kayfabe and tell me that they can't verify my account. This is all just to keep the money away from me. Right, yeah, yeah, that, you're missing that, uh, out. That hard 68 cents. Yeah, you're, you know? that, yeah, you're, I'm, I'm going to tell you the exact amount right now. Uh, Family's not going to be, be able to eat tonight. Right, we're going to be out there with Serena Deeb. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
I'm a, oh wow, it updated. It said I had won 68 cents, but now it says that I won zero dollars. Mm. Getting literally getting robbed, highway robbery. Wow, right wow. there's some people out there that won $36. What? <laughs> How does that even work? They must have nailed they, everything. They predicted oh, they, they, better they than predicted us. seven out of seven, so they all got $36.37. I got three out of seven for the double or nothing pool, and then for the for the punk one? Wow, for the punk one, people got $46.52. I Wait, it's got, got a bigger prize. I only got 48, four out of eight things right. Insane. I got three on both of them. I guess we don't know as much about wrestling as we thought we did. Jesus well, Christ. Well, I mean, we went over that in the episode two, that like the DraftKings ones were a little, little iffy. But I mean, our actual predictions were also like, there was definitely some surprises at that pay-per-view, but for sure, we'll, we'll talk about that when we Yeah, get there was some crazy, crazy surprises, yeah. We were shocked. All right. So, yeah. So, the Kota Ibushi stuff. Yeah. Let's get an update on Kota Ibushi. So, the uh, anticlimactic finale is that uh, New Japan apologized. They admitted, like, wrongdoing or what? Um, I don't know if they went quite that far, but they uh, apologized. They seem to want to, you know, keep him around. Uh, it doesn't necessarily seem to be a mutual feeling. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of like, you know, what seemed like the least likely outcome just because we're like oh yeah they're like 100 percent gonna like you know just fire his ass after he like you know besmirched the president and uh it seems like that's not the intent well they, they know sold the that part where they mentioned yeah. where he mentioned the president and i think what they did was do a safe apology for dick togo's boy essentially saying hey we're sorry if you had to put up with that from him if he did that, we're sorry. And that's kind of what the apology was. And then, Doc, you and I were talking about this. I, I remember them issuing some type of kind of mandatory suspension for him just based on the fact that he went public. Did we confirm that? Joey, do you remember reading that? No, just that. I Right now, that, that part of it is after receiving Mr. Ibushi's explanation, I reprimanded him reminding him that this was a breach of contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling, as well as a breach of licensing agreement we hold with other companies. Mr. Ibushi sincerely apologized for his actions. Mr. Ibushi's penalty for this breach was limited to a reprimand as a hearing with Mr. Ibushi. It was clear that there was no intention to breach the terms of his contract, nor did he believe a breach had taken place because he had not participated in a match. That was referring to him showing up um, at uh, Just Tap Out, which is uh, Taka Michinoku's promotion that was the show yeah you know what this is this is them covering their ass so they don't get exposed for the yakuza dealings yeah yeah. Yeah. he he took he took it down they're like it's 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 hush hush they're like yo yo we'll apologize for all the shit dude just come back apparently they they reprimanded uh uh fucking kakushi too let's just call him dick togo's boy dick togo's boy dick's dick's boy let's just shorten it dick's Dick's boy boy. dick boy dick boy oh my god shorten it to dick yeah so after this you know roller coaster ride of pure soap opera arc of kota Ibushi, this is uh seemingly where the story ends at least for now um well after the after the, the apology um abushi complained some more on twitter like immediately after no shit yeah. okay do you have that stuff i do not have it no i do not have it <laughs> so <laughs> i thought you, not, you would have it that's no, you're, okay. you're just gonna introduce this extra bit, and you're like, oh, "Hey, well, actually, well, I didn't know. I, I thought you would have had it. Am I bad? But no, he did. He apparently complained more. Yeah, I mean, it seems like he might still like just want to like ride out his. I, I don't necessarily know that he wants to stick around. 
but I think we're not going to, you know, the, the weekly updates, I think, are pretty much going to dry up. Right. That's enough. You know, if he kept going after the apology, that's enough to know. Right. Then yeah. again, like, I still think that he's done with New Japan. Then, Or I wasn't sure before you mentioned that, Joey. I was like, well, maybe I'm wrong, but. He has if, no choice. He's, he's under he, contract and they won't let him out. Then he has no choice. So. Well, yeah, but I mean, he doesn't. I mean, his choice is like he, there's no forced labor in Japan. Like he doesn't have to show up may not wrestle anywhere if he can't get out of it or whatever or doesn't want to risk whatever legal action they could take but i i'm still falling on the side of the fence that we won't see him in a new japan ring again at least during this period right you know years down the road maybe i don't know i think they're still going to use him i i I think that he that this the apology was probably a step in the right direction for bushi but he complained about something i i know i remember it being so i'm i find sound like such an idiot but I remember it being something like specific and they might have even like fixed that too or something like that or they amended the apology or something like that. Well, speaking of forced labor, it seems like a good segue into one (laughs) Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Yeah, so uh, yeah, give us the rundown. (laughs) So we've kind of alluded to this in the past that uh, there's been the story that MJF is not satisfied with uh, his contract mainly when it comes to pay. Um, there doesn't seem to be any other issues as far as like creative or anything like that. Um, and he's been trying to, you know, get more money and this negotiation process, like Tony Khan's like, yeah, I'll give him more money, but he needs to like extend his contract and he doesn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So this came to a head this weekend where he, you know, and there's, there's elements of this that seem to be maybe more shoot than work, but they're probably going to work it going forward but he no shows his meet and greet um there's pictures of him playing slots at the casino or whatever i don't know if that was necessarily during the meet and greet or if it was earlier in the day and people just conflated the two but he no shows that and then he books a plane ticket to go back home then the night you know leading into double or nothing so you know that saturday night and he would be gone for the pay-per-view day he ultimately did not get on that flight and then apparently, as far as the pay-per-view itself was concerned, he apparently showed up kind of at the last minute. That part seems to be probably more so of a work because I don't think they would. I think they would have been smart enough to like work around that and reschedule the match or do a different match if there if that was really going to be an issue. Uh, and then it left apparently right afterwards. And this is all just kind of the heat rising seemingly between MJF and Tony Khan. Uh, Tony Khan refused to take any questions about MJF at the media scrum, so. Yeah, it's an interesting little uh, predicament, seemingly. Yeah, so I think that it's it's tough to say, like, it's a work. Everybody's saying it's not a work, it's not a work. But there's just too much weird shit going on to say it's not. Even if it was at the beginning, it totally is now. Like, MJF came out with a boo-boo face, and just everything's just been so fucking weird. And this is this is totally a fucking work, is it not? I don't think so. Well, and they could turn it into one, like you said. But I don't. I don't think anything leading up to this point was. And you mentioned the boo boo face. Yeah. And his boo boo. I think he did have a boo boo face. Yeah, I don't think it was. But, it, but, but it, it was, was like by design. See, I don't think so because I think it was everything he did in this match was very broad. Mm-hmm. But the boo boo face was subtle, and seemed legit. And I'm not saying like you know. No, and was, I went no, on and on no, about uh, how. No I went way. on and on about how genius he is. Yeah. So like I can't put that past him. But there wasn't much genius on display during that match. And we can get to that in a little bit. <laughs> well, I was really, I was actually really disappointed in that match, and I thought everything was very broad. I had stuff to say um, about it too, but like it's 
to me the uh the boo-boo face was by design because the dead giveaway is that when uh when the music played he took a minute to come out they were milking it i mean it was it was very with that like yeah yeah, he's gonna come out with a boo-boo that's smart you know i'll cop to that being a work because you've got to milk something right even he would agree yeah okay let's fucking let it play out because the news was out especially when they hit it first to start the show which i think was a maybe not a mistake initially i thought that was a mistake but you didn't want there to be that lingering over the show as a distraction during the other matches true yeah um, well also it's, it's also there, so. it's also the it best. was honestly kind of a distraction yeah. for the match itself to be honest because mm-hmm. and like that's where i kind of go back and forth on like and i think that this is like part shoot that they're like working in on mm-hmm. some ways or maybe you know it's a work where really mjf is just trying to work everyone else you know at, at what point does like a guy like working as like a real life heel just become like this guy is just actually a dick. Right. He works himself into a shoot, brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is he is he working himself into a shoot? Uh but like it like this was like just like such a distracting thing where it became kind of like all about like, oh, is he gonna show up? Which was like kind of like that's not really a great like promotional tactic for a fifty dollar pay per view. Like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, do you want to pay fifty bucks for like one of it to see if one of the most anticipated matches is actually gonna happen? I mean, match that that had the most build in terms of TV yeah, time, like whole two, well, almost two years, really. If also, you think about, like, yeah. also if you're going to work it, that was the way to do it as well because he came out. It was the, that it had to be the opener so he could get out of there, right? Yeah. So they could get it over with. I mean, that also like feeds into the work as well. If it, it, it could also feed into the shoot. <laughs> I, I don't. I just don't think. I just don't think so. I don't think that it feed like, into the shoot. Like, hey, dude, I'm fucking put this on first like let's get this over with and, i just and don't buy again it, like i think i think they might have wanted to put it on first so it didn't you know linger as a distraction over the show i think if it's a work you got to do a little bit more you got to do a little bit more than have him delay 10 seconds when his music hits and come he did out. Like, he came out something else. he came out with the boo-boo face and everything well yeah but i mean to be fair that also fits with the story right like it also this fits, is a match yeah. you did not want against yeah. the guy fair who enough. isn't really confident he can beat yeah so that's true too. So if if the boo boo face was you know by design, that's probably more storyline. Yeah. But going back, I don't think they're going to. First of all, I think they would wait until after this match to start this shit if it if it was a work, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like the contract stuff, because it took away from the Wardlow storyline that they'd spend. So it much absolutely time took away from about. the Wardlow storyline. Yeah. After he gets beat by Wardlow, it would be an easy jump to say, well, you're pissed about what happened here, and now you're. You're so um, upset about this situation that now your contract situation is boiling over. Like you don't, and it could be like, oh, he doesn't want to show face, so this is you know what. I, you, there's a lot of places you can go with that, but I think you do it after the pay per view. I don't think you do it before the weekend of. And like Doc said, you don't get more pay per view buys by teasing that a marquee match might not be happening. That doesn't make sense. And what really doesn't make sense is to work the people that paid. And I saw a screenshot of of someone that paid for the MJF meet and greet and it was a hundred bucks. I guess it could have been doctored, but that would have been a weird doctor right. screenshot. It was a hundred dollars for the MJF meet and greet and people were lined up before they announced he wasn't there. Right. And pissed. You don't piss off those fans in line that paid a hundred dollars and make them go get the refund or whatever, or, or have to check their bank account or whatever with that stress to make sure the refund went through or, or whatever like processing time there is for the banks, especially on a holiday weekend to get that money back. People that, you know, may not have, you know, that much money, you can't just assume everyone that's there is like financially well off. It may have been somebody's right. last hundred bucks. You don't do that unless it is 
a badass motherfucking work that you are really getting a lot out of. You don't you don't do that just like oh he's a heel he didn't show up. You know you you don't you don't do that. Well, you don't I, do that. At the end of the day, like they probably got a refund. They 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 probably tried to make good on it and like I know that they got a re I know for a fact that they got a refund. Yeah, but but you, is it you, is it even worth it? Like you know like I mean there's going to be hurt feelings regardless from those people and like the you know like oh we're like now we'll give you a refund and maybe try to make it up to you in more ways like that's kind of going above and beyond for like kind of a silly work you don't it, yeah it exactly is. you don't fu- hey listen you don't fuck with people's money like that it's sunday banks yeah. are closed on monday because it's a holiday there's processing from a guy who's worked in, in an industry where like people have to I wait to it. get their money back even small deposits due to like processing bank delays People do not take kindly to that. You do not I feel fuck with it. people's money for for a work unless it's your your fans' money for a work unless it's fucking. I could awesome. see them also like I can also see them like making a fucking huge mistake and a huge fucking like bad judgment call because I just I just don't see it, man. I just don't see it. I don't think that this that if this dispute was going so bad, MJF fucking signed on the dotted line years ago. And he agreed to the terms of the contract to be this big of a bitch asking for a raise before the terms of his contract are up, no matter how good he's doing and like not wanting this. That I just think it's bullshit. Happens all the time. I still think it's bullshit. I don't think it should happen. This is his fr- He's a rookie. He's not a rookie. I don't no, care. I, I, don't, not. I don't care how good he is. Absolutely he's not. Be, he's a fucking rookie. He's like. No, absolutely not. Maybe not he's in terms of. not a rookie. Dude, he hasn't been around that long. He's been. He's three years into the fucking business. He's, four years. He's seven. He's seven years into the business. But that's. But, you know, from his debut. But, I mean, he was. He got into CZW pretty quick, and he started winning titles in CZW. Yeah, in, in his like first, in his first year, and that's Mark shit. He's still new. Okay, but but I'm saying like they put him, they put him on, and then MLW put him on, and now and then he's in AEW TV he had, for three years. He had contract problems with with MLW too. You're talking about a dude yeah. that got. I just don't buy it, man. And exactly, he had contract problem contract problems with MLW. So there's precedent for him having legit contract problems. Well, the thing is, too, I and mean, this is kind of counter to his like, because it's like something where it's like, I mean, I, I guess I'm kind of the mind that like it's a stupid work or it's a stupid shoot. Either way, it's pretty fucking stupid. I agree because like if it's a shoot, okay, you like you're gonna like you think Vince McMahon's gonna like you know roll out the red carpet for you seeing that like oh this guy was like yeah. two years out of his contract and he's like trying to no-show pay-per-views yeah and like he's got a pretty cushy gig in AEW exactly. I was looking at like I'm like he barely wrestles and like I looked at it, he's only wrestled like five times this year yeah I just like, don't I don't buy it I know there's more to it than that but like yeah he's, he's on TV like, the thing every is, week yeah he he's in a featured spot he's treated well and like I only like point out like the lack of matches because it's like, you know, he's putting his body way less on the line than a lot of other people are. So like, it's just like, it's one of those things where he's got a good gig. And I also looked at like, you know, some of his other, you know, features as well. And like his cameo, like those are like 500 bucks a pop. Like there's a number of those. And like, I've calculated, I'm not going to share it, but there's a certain number that he has to sell like within a year that he'll be making more than I do on my salary. (laughs) So... Yeah, and it's you not know, that high of a yeah, number. So that's what I'm saying. Rip. I don't, I don't buy it. I think like if nothing else, like you're right. You don't fuck with people's money. It's wrong to do that. You're not wrong about that. But I can also see them making like a bad call. Like I can also see 
than like fucking making a stupid mistake and be like, oh, we shouldn't have fucking done that. What does it accomplish to make that bad call before? I don't know. Like maybe to they take think... away from the Wardlow match. Well, that's what I'm you saying. You know what I mean? To, to get people to wonder, like, should I even buy this pay per view? That's like what... the, and and then and then they didn't do anything with it on the pay per view, Joey. So it's not like they came out and worked that angle. They just did the match and they did the barest minimum. I think that they could have made a bad call, and that just because just because it doesn't like fit that, like oh, it could have been good. Just just good and bad means jack shit. They could make a bad decision and it all be bad. Like that that has nothing to do with it to me. And like like I said, MJF, like I just don't fucking see it, man. I don't see it. I see it more as a bad call than anything. They can make a bad decision, but then they didn't do it. Like they didn't do anything with it. They Nothing tried. happened at all. They tried. Nothing happened at all. They like, tried. They just delayed his entrance. They did the barest minimum to build they delayed his entrance. for the internet fans. He did the, no, the no, 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 no. They delayed his entrance. He did the boo boo face. Now nah, the boo boo face we've already discounted. They did the they did the they did the boo boo face. They did the delayed entrance, and they did the injury angle at the end to get him off of TV. But that could have just been like I mean, this would have just been a good spot for an injury angle. Period. Maybe like he had a guy who wanted to kill him it, in storyline. Either, either way, either way, either way, they did it, and it's a way to write him off. Either way, yeah, it's a way to write him off because he's having legit contract disputes and he's not going to be on TV. Or they want you to believe it. it. But I, I guess like and another I guess, another like, scenario. I'm sorry. Another scenario is is that it wasn't a work before and they fucking came to an agreement Dude. before the fucking match. If it's a shoot, if it's a shoot, you don't do the injury angle to keep him off TV. He's not on TV because he's got a contract issue that's a that's a work. You don't do the injury issue to keep him off TV. That now you're arguing against yourself like no, that's not, well, not I, at all. I actually I I actually Dude. kind of agree with him because I I like I mean, the idea that like maybe this was a shoot that they're like going to work like they do the injury angle they're like okay like until we figure this out or maybe we have figured it out, we're just going to pretend that we're still sorting it out or whatever. But, like, I, I still kind of agree that the general point, like, it doesn't seem like if this whole thing was a work, it doesn't seem like it was a good idea. Right. And, like, it's – and you said that, you know, sometimes they might make bad ideas. But even, like, the bad ideas that I can think of them making in the past, you could at least see what the, like, intention was. Yes. And it didn't really feel like there was anything here that was like, ah, yeah. yes, like, this is what they were going for. And then they didn't do anything – to say, oh, okay, well, they made this bad decision for this because they didn't really do anything. They didn't do like all I that. Said, like I said, like I feel like music. commentary would put it over too if it was yes. a work. Yeah, but yeah. like I they're, said, they're, good or bad, it, that has no bearing on what happened. I know, but but Joey, there wasn't anything good and there wasn't anything bad. Right. There so wasn't you can be disappointed other than all like you want, a ten but... second. De- then there's a ten second delay, but it's like and the boo boo face and the injury angle. You've got to have something happen. For us to say, okay, that was worth it or not, aka good or bad. You do have Nothing to. Nothing happened. But that doesn't mean that it wasn't a work anything. either. I'm not saying it's definitely not, but I'm saying like all there's nothing to indicate that it is. Nothing to indicate at this point that it is. So if you're just saying, yeah, it's a work, then that's just conjecture because none of the evidence is there for it. And there's n- nothing that, not only would it be a super bad idea and it took away from the match that you've built mm-hmm. with so much time on TV, with so much airtime, and then all the like, Doc said the two-year story you didn't do anything yeah you didn't do anything yeah and it's it's embarrassing but you do still get like and and like i said it could have been a bad call and they could have seen just the fucking payoff as being enough because when in that but what was the payoff for this particular thing the payoff for the payoff what they think like i said good or bad means no has zero bearing in their minds maybe the payoff of just wardlow like winning the match hitting the 10 power bombs 
and just being done like him getting his comeuppance is enough of a payoff i'm not saying that's good right or but bad. did you need that did you need like this like weird contract thing to make that payoff work you could have Abs- done that payoff yeah. without it you, and it would yeah. probably been better I, I agree with you a hundred percent but that doesn't mean that they thought that they were doing something cool and meta and they fucking just made a huge bad decision that's what i'm saying I, I just don't see mm-hmm. it, man. I don't like see Like those 50 people with, online were going to pop extra dude, hard for the power yeah, bombs. That's exactly. Not to, right. Know, those 50 people online is not enough to do that, to do all this for. You're right. But that doesn't say that it wasn't a bad decision that they made. That's you keep They're saying. They're not that stupid. I don't know, man. Like this is this whole thing. And then the fucking like uh, parallels between MJF and what he did and that fucking dude. Like what was his Johnny name? Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel. That is just too on the fucking nose to, to ignore to me. Like that is wasn't, just, like he thought he was doing something cool like that, and it just fucking sh- was a fart in church fucking idea. Th- that to me is what happened. And people, it, it, whatever, whatever, whatever fucking happened, people, good or bad, like I said, people were probably glued to what was what was going to happen, no matter what. Oh, what's going to happen? Is he, is he coming out? And they fucking milked it. They tried to work. They milked it, and they tried to work it a little bit, and it was just fucking shit. It was garbage. And that's that's what I think happened. I think that I don't think that if he had that big of a a, a dis- contract dispute and it was getting this bad, like how long have we been talking about this situation? How long have we been talking about the go back and the back and forth between uh, MJF and or and, and, and Tony Khan? Why is he going to keep featuring him? Why is he going to keep using him? At, at some point, you got to be like, look, if you don't yeah. want to fucking do business, you can't be on the show anymore. We'll fucking figure something else out. Why do they keep featuring the guy? That well, I mean, I think sense. the 10-second delay was an effect of what happened over the weekend, not the cause. No, for of sure. What happened over the weekend. For sure. So, I, and I don't see I mean, it. The thing is that like, you could have you could have done that without the stuff on the weekend too. You could have just made it so like he's just, you know, dragging his feet like Agreed. Like, even if they honestly, the thing is too is like if you were going to do the angle, I like screw the contract thing, be it like, yeah, he's so like afraid of Wardlow that he's trying to book a flight back home. Mm-hmm. They didn't do work, they didn't do like, anything like yeah, that. Yeah, like which, that would make sense. Which it came out that that there was actually never a ticket because they had sources calling and trying to figure out if he if it was if it existed zero ticket it is fucking bullshit by the way i didn't know they, i didn't know they, that they, but, dude yeah. i'm telling you they fucking fed that shit to somebody they fed that shit to yeah. one of these mark ass reporters and they fucking ran with that i'm i'm not sure that has any bearing whether or not like he had you know a ticket or not but dude the injury angle to me also just states like if if you were going to milk that like he's not showing up because of his contract and that's part of the that's part of this work shoot thing they're doing mm-hmm. you don't do the injury angle because now he's not on tv because he's injured not because oh he's being a bitch about his contract well, they're, like, buy- that makes they're buying zero him sense. they're buying him time and they're it- buying him time because like they're trying to figure out like what the fuck they're gonna do about his fucking dispute. which would be a shoot <laughs> contract yeah issue, right yeah work exactly contract issue. exactly yeah, that makes so, sense Let's come back around to this when we get to the match. It could because, buy in time, um, but it could also, it's also like, it also can feed the fucking work. But it's, you know, kind of like one last point I was going to add is like, this is sort of like, if you really think about it, like, and I'm not saying that this is like the end, right? But like, if you were going to be like, all right, like, you're unreliable, you're, you know, causing a bunch of issues, whatever, like, this is the way to like just end it, right? Like, this is the one like storyline that you really needed him for, right? Like, this is. Mm-hmm the big payoff for that like all of his like rivalries are kind of wrapped up in a nice little bow like if this is like the finale of mjf and AEW for whatever reason it's a fitting one yeah and it was like we're gonna talk about it the business they did in the match was nothing more than that just a 
bit of business. Well, that's another thing. There his was contract really, there his, wasn't much more than that. His contract is nowhere near up. Yeah, which which also like kind of raises our point. Like, God, I do not want to be like dealing with this for like two years. Yeah, like it's not going to make me more interested in him as a performer. It's just going to make me be like, whatever. Redoing someone's contract while they're still under contract, especially when you've got a guy like MJF, is commonplace and smart. So it's okay for him to go and say, hey, I want more money. The word is that Tony Khan's good with giving him more money, but that might include like a contract extension or some other yeah. terms he's not happy with. Because dude, reportedly, like his contract is comparatively peanuts to other guys that are getting as much, you know, getting the spot that he's getting. And yeah, you're right, Joey. He was kind of an unproven thing at the time, but now years have gone by. And I'm not sure what he's not happy with because reportedly Tony's good with giving him more money and understands that like, yeah, you deserve more money. We're featuring the shit out of you and apparently he's doing really good ratings. Yeah, why well, though? Th- and that's like kind of thing too. Like, I mean, like Tony's not an idiot. Like he's not gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm actually just like, we're not gonna extend your contract so you can still have your bidding war. So like you can extort me out of more of my money when the time comes, and like, be ha- unhappy the whole time, and, yeah, and and pull bullshit the whole time. Yeah, I mean, and, like, yeah. if MJF wants to go to WWE though, like, what does he really think is going to happen? I don't know, and I don't know if he does. He takes the Miz's spot when he retires, essentially. The viable mid card heel guy, like, well, this is crazy, and uh, let's uh, let's move on from it because I feel like I could talk about this for another half hour. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you guys want to talk about the uh, media scrum at all? Well, okay, yes and no, because uh, there's a couple of things that we could talk out that, that talk about that tie in with this MJF situation, and I know we're trying to be done with it, but when well, I, I just said like he he just you know said I'm not going to talk about him at the scrum. Yeah, they, well, they point blank asked him, yeah, and he just said no, and I feel like and I feel like and I've heard some other people say this as well. So just so I'm not fucking feel like I'm stealing from anybody. If you were going, if you were done with MJF, you would just say, "Yeah, oh, we're going to move on," or something like that. You would have some kind of like political thing to say, and say we're moving on. Uh, you know, MJF is done. I think he's going to be back. He doesn't want to be done with MJF. No, he, of course he doesn't want to. But like, I feel like when I said, like I said, they made some kind of deal. If it wasn't a work, then they made some kind of deal. And you well, know, if, even if the deal's not settled, like yeah. he doesn't want to be done with him, like he still wants to, you know, yeah, like let's try to figure things out, yeah. With all everything going on in the pay per view over this weekend and like the crazy weekend they had, there's no way that they've had time to get this thing closed out, whatever the issue is resolved mm-hmm. or, un, or or to have it definitively unresolved going forward. There's no way they had time to figure that out. So, I, yeah. I think him just saying no doesn't prove anything other than he doesn't didn't want to talk about him. And he was hyped up on Adderall. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it was just giving the most fucking like precise answers possible yeah. unless it was one he wanted to rant. He was. About. Oh man. He went he went ham too on a couple of things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did. So I guess we'll get to that that part though at the end because it makes yeah, it makes more okay, sense. Okay. All right. Well, we got a we got a lot to talk about, so let's we let's do. see if we can fly through AW TV since we have a pay per view cover and um you know, unless there's really standout matches. So, yeah. yeah. Is that what you guys want to get into? Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Yeah, let's do it. So, AEW Dynamite from May 25th. We open up with Sean Spears versus Wardlow in the cage with MJF as a special guest referee. Uh, I actually think this might have been better than the pay per view match. Yes. This was really fun. Yeah, it was good. Just like the heel antics of, like, especially MJF as the ref. Like, they leave Wardlow, you know, handcuffed, and then he eventually breaks them and. He can't attack MJF, but uh, that doesn't stop what ultimately happens, which is Wardlow or uh, Sean Spears attempts to hit Wardlow with a chair. Wardlow dodges and just 
kills MJF. He is down for like 10 minutes afterwards. Nice headshot with the chair. Spears mm-hmm. just looks like depressed, distraught. Like he's like, he, he can't believe that he did this to his friend. And he knows that like he's a geek. He's no match for Wardlow. And Wardlow just, he just accepts the power moms. And Wardlow wins, obviously. Yeah, I like how they got around it. You know, they, they stacked the deck uh, against Wardlow quite a bit. And, you know, they had the replacement referee come in. I think MJF on Twitter said later, he goes like, hey, what happened? <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. You know, Sean Spears has been really good in all of this, too. He's mm-hmm. played his part to a T. But yeah. the thing the thing I think I'm going to remember from this match is the security goon who he, like, oh, yeah. power bombs in t- into the cage and just fucking, oh, like, goes plinkoing yeah. down. Yeah. He goes plinkoing down the cage and catches his legs on the ring. He just, dude, I can't believe they did that guy. Yeah, like that was that. I hope brutal. they talked about it before. I hope they, uh, I think, I I think okay. that guy had tweeted out that he was still under the under the ring. Okay, so, he, so then he's probably so he okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. also, <laughs> let's, let's uh, since you mentioned that about Sean Spears, can, let's, can we, like, just talk about that for a second? Sean Spears, like you said, he's he was like this is a good example. Like mad respect to him because there's a saying in wrestling where you're supposed to know your role, like understand your place on the card and do it to the mm-hmm. best of your ability. And he does. He knows his role and he fucking like he has no shitty attitude. There's no boo-boo face that you can see coming out. <laughs> he fucking does his job and he does it well and fucking mad respect, man. There's not like it's funny cuz they like did that whole like a uh, good hand you know he's a great hand like thing and he really is a yeah. top tier hand like he's about as good a hand as you can be <laughs> he probably understands that to move up that when the camera's rolling like you said you do the best that you yeah. can but we wouldn't know if he had a boo-boo face backstage because True. when the camera's on like he gives everything this is the kind of guy that any promoter it would be super valuable to any promoter yeah and yeah, he's, he's really good. He's awesome. This is why like people will be like, oh, Sean Spears is doing it. They're not doing anything with Sean Spears. Like he knows what he's got. He knows his job and he does it well. And this is why he's going to have a job probably longer than almost anybody in the company. <laughs> yeah, he might. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. yeah, he'd be, I mean, he's reliable, you know, safe, you know, just does his role really well. Uh, we then have the Jericho Appreciation Society backstage. They make fun of an employee who has a John Moxley shirt and Jericho throws a fireball in his face. Uh, next up, we've got the Hangman, uh, Adam Page, and CM Punk confrontation. Uh, we kind of misread this one maybe a little bit, but, you know, it's we'll see. Uh, we get, this was just a really fun, like, awesome confrontation. Hangman has, like, a mixed reaction, kind of sells it, but then he, like, when he starts, like, really getting to, into Punk, like, getting at, like, you know, he, he wants to protect this company from him. The fans, some like, finally start, like, getting more firmly on his side and then um of course like pugs like insists like you're gonna shake my hand which unfortunately that didn't get any payoff uh in the match which i mean spoiler but uh, uh he refuses punches him and then you know punk looks kind of smug about it and hangman looks uh like he regrets doing it yeah i mean yeah we thought that this was like leading to a big time like cm punk heel turn and it really did kind of feel like that but what it did do, at least, was there was just like major mixed reaction, and I don't know if that's still what they were going for. And I, we're not, I know we're not, not talking about the actual match yet, but maybe the match wasn't good enough to get the double turn that they were hoping for. Part of it was maybe the crowd reaction, but like I really want to like because again, like I'm not sure either if like this was what they intended, but I really want to put over like if it wasn't, I really want to put over Hangman, yeah, and like his ability to sell that like 
yeah, like, you know, like this crowd's not totally with me. And, like, he seems nervous about it. I really, he did this in the, in the promo he did in the match. I really like it. I'm not sure that we're wrong about what we said regarding a CM Punk heel turn. I think we might have just been wrong about the win. Sorry, not the win, W-I-N. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the win, time. W-H-E-N. Yeah, the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I said before, I, I thought it was going to be, like, later in the title reign. But, like, this promo made me think it was going to be a bit sooner. But did not happen in the match. We'll get. Well, I guess we'll we'll elaborate more on that when we get to the match later. Yeah, we then get uh, a Jade Cargill and Anna Jay video package for their pay per view match. Uh, we then have John Moxley Boy. and Eddie Kingston versus Private Party. Uh, this was just uh, another solid match to just like have you know. I got like in Blackpool Combat Club. Obviously, Kingston's not totally a part of that, but you know, just for this unit just to get to demolish some some guys, and they. Did a number on private party. This was basically a squash match. They got a little bit of offense in at best. I mean, it's been exactly what we called. Like they just fucking run through a bunch of real tag teams. Yeah, though. There's. I've got some questions about where uh, private party might be going. We'll talk about that later. Oh, interesting. Okay. You can't um, say that now. You got. You got. An idea? I guess. Yeah, I might forget. So um, during the pay per view. Andrade just buries the AFO. He says that they're a bunch of fucking losers and he's sick of them. <gasps> yeah. And then, you know, that led out to him, you know, bringing out... Roosh. Roosh right. uh, as his new business partner. So I don't know if that means the members of the AFO are... Uh, they're breaking free up. ...free to do their own thing or if they're gone or what. Well, this is leading <laughs> to... That. That'll be leading to... Like, they're, Naito's next, right? Like, I thought it was Naito when he had the, um, the white mm-hmm. suit... I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. Naito. Like, I thought this was like the... But, I mean, uh, Roosh is another... 100% we're getting a Forbidden Door angle out of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 100%. I don't think that it's going to be, like, Andrade versus Naito. I think it's going to be, like, the Los Ingobernables all together. Like, right. Yeah, I think that's going to be mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Like, that got me pumped. Yeah, and I'm trying to think who a good opponent for them would be. And it may be, like, a mix of AEW and New it, Japan it, guys, it, like... Um, like a chaos faction or something that they do. Or maybe, like, um, I saw someone suggest that you get, like, that, like, some elements of, like, the Undisputed Elite Bullet Club faction. Like, just, like, you you get, like, you know, Red Dragon with a couple Bullet Club guys or something. Mm. Well, would Andrade now be LIA? Andrade would be, uh, I guess. I mean, he was, I mean, he was, I mean, I guess, but he was, like, spent time, he spent time, he was, I mean, that's where he was from, was from CMLL as La Sombra, and then mm-hmm. he worked in New Japan on uh, the same way, you know, and, like, it's just going to be, like, the ultimate, like, LIJ faction, and they do it sometimes in New Japan whenever they do that uh, that CMLL show, like, they do the, um, the super shows, mm-hmm. not the super shows, but they do that little tour, and it's the CMLL guys, and it's, it's the same thing, all the LIJ guys roll together. Well, they're not all LIJ. Los Single Bernables, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could. I. I don't even. I don't see them doing like uh, Okada in like a tag match though for this show. I hope not. Fuck, man. Please don't do that. Yeah, it's interesting because I was thinking about this too. Like, I could totally if like New Japan was like totally in charge of the booking. I could totally see them being like, here's some tag matches. Yeah, because <laughs> that's just what they do for like they're yeah. like you know, let's get guys on the card, no stakes, like. I don't see. I could see because uh, Naito makes more sense for a tag match because he identifies more with his faction than Okada does. Like they do more stuff together right. and everything. They're more tight knit. So I can see like it being more exciting to see Lij versus like you know Chaos versus like having Okada in a singles match and having Naito in a singles match. Man, it just needs to be 
CM Punk versus Okada, title versus title. I don't care no. about politics. I don't want to see care about wrestling. Dude, yeah, you do. Who you wants to see s- that? I want to see that, but nowhere near as bad as I want to see, you know, Okada Kenny or even Okada. I'd rather see Okada Hangman. I'd rather see Okada Danielson. Uh, okay, like, you're right. From a wrestling like, standpoint, yeah, but yeah, from I just a, not, like, what the fuck are they going to do standpoint? Yeah. I just, champ versus champ. I, do you think do you think Punk would rip out like an embarrassing rainmaker? Oh my god, oh, dude. Fuck, dude. Yeah, I just don't like dude. Would. I don't want to see maker? I don't want to I want to see if new if if Okada's going to have this big showcase in America, do not put him with CM Punk. Don't do it. That match will be so garbage cuz of CM Punk. I don't think it would be garbage. Maybe not garbage, it but be what it could be. I'm being I think hard. we're being hard on Punk because he can't do a buckshot lariat and he made a couple mistakes. <laughs> not but that, but like I, he dude, dude he was so that, sloppy and he would not give up, dude. He like he would not give up, and I don't want like that again the masturbatory fucking Bret Hart shit in an Okada match. I don't want it. I want an Okada match, not a CM, yeah, not a CM Punk light match or whatever. You know? You, you, are you telling me you you wouldn't you don't want to see Bret Hart versus Okada? Come on. No, yeah, I want to see Bret Hart versus Okada, not CM Punk wanting to be like Bret Hart versus Okada. Are they gonna like Bret Hart? Like, I don't think he'll last like five seconds in the ring. With him. Like, yeah, right now, yeah, no shit. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, Jesus. All right. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll speculate on Forbidden Door at a later date. Speaking of speculation and chaos, Rapungi Vice versus FTR for the ROH Tag Championship was next. Mm. Uh, this was a uh, this was a pretty solid match. Um, I thought like. Uh, Dax and Trent like did a lot of really cool like hard hitting stuff early, uh, but of course this match goes to a no contest when the United Empire comes in and lays them out, clearly laying down the challenge for the ROH title. This will probably be something we might get at Forbidden Door. Trent kind of lays himself out and he puts himself through a table. <laughs> dude, this yeah, was, this the, was uh, grand, like dude, uh, Ocon. Both of the moves that Ocon was involved with, somebody else botched them, and I felt. I know. So I bad felt so. I felt so bad yeah. because like everyone gives him so much shit for like being green and whatnot, and he really he didn't isn't, do anything like, wrong. He was the good. He one. He didn't do anything wrong. Like he, he went. Like, what what happened in that table spots? He went for his so he, little shine. So yeah. And so then, this yeah. Sh- this shows how good Ocon actually is, honestly, because I honestly I ov- I often like will criticize some wrestlers for not taking their time and like. I've seen Chris Stat. Remember when Chris Statlander did that big move in the arca- arcade Anarchy or whatever the fuck it was called? Um, and she goes, she's that big move to Penelope Ford through the table, and she just grabbed her and snatched her and did it. Like she didn't work it at all. She was back. She was getting revenge on the heel, and she didn't work it at all. She didn't look at the crowd and like you know get them fired up, ready to see this fucking crazy move. Ocon did do that stuff, and like that kind of thing. That thing is almost completely lost. Not completely, but. A lot of these like guys that people criticize it must for doing be lost for Trent to be like, oh, he's just gonna throw me. I mean, that shows that like Trent the, doesn't watch Ocon matches. That, is what that told no, me. That, that's one of those. It. Yeah, that's one of those things that maybe like Trent's missing is that he doesn't work the crowd because he's kind of dry, and he's he's a good wrestler, but like he misses those little things, and Ocon does okay. have those little things, and so like I he gotta stopped. T- I gotta say did, this when you were done. Okay, he stopped and he did the fucking throat cut. And while he was doing the throat cut, Trent just went. It was so it, like he didn't do the fucking Iggy or anything. Like he just went. Like what the like he was just ready to go. So weird. So and then there was the like cutter thing where Jeff Cobb just didn't drop yeah, the guy on time. Jeff Cobb was just, his timing was off and yeah, poor Ocon man. I bet people are talking shit about Ocon. They should not be because he was fine here. He looked good. He had some fun in Vegas though. Yeah, he sure did. I saw all those yeah, like God, tweets yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> 
He's horny as hell. I love how there's no filter on that stuff. He's like, yeah, I'm with a bunch of strippers right now. Like, yeah. here's the picture. Osprey retweeted no all of it. Yeah. yeah. I have no shame. Yeah. Um, he wrote a giant I'll, penis. I'll say, this about, I'll say this about those big spots and milking the crowd. I think... I don't think that's lost on people at all. I think just about everybody does that now. Just you think about. so? I don't think any. And, I think hardly oh yeah, anybody dude, there's, does it. There's, oh my god, there's a lot of people. I'll, do I'll it start pointing sure. it so out. Much, I'll start pointing there's it out. So I'll much say, like build to that stuff. And sometimes it. I don't think there's a. My point is, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it. I think sometimes doing it quick before your brain has time to prepare for it has a great effect. And I remember when like Lance put Osprey through the table in Dallas when we were there, yeah. it kind of came out of nowhere. It was like, oh shit. Or like even in some of the old Joshi, Joshi stuff where they just do big moves out of fucking nowhere and it surprises and shocks you and they don't yeah. sit up there and like milk the crowd. But we're talking so, about- and, but, but sometimes there is a good reason to milk the crowd. And one one time to do that for sure, I think, is when you have to climb a ladder and you're, and you're climbing the ladder, you're climbing the ladder. So you're already- it Definitely like requires some into suspension some, of disbelief. Yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. So you're, you're already building that and getting everyone ready for it. So at that point, it doesn't make sense to just get to the top of the ladder and do it real quick because you've already like you've already basically teased the spot and killed that. So you may as well play to the crowd. But I don't think there's- I don't think I that guess at all. Ultimately, like, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it. I don't think every time before a big spot, you have to pause- and placate, placate. I think sometimes I, I don't think you have you to do that do every it. time. And I think like your your point of of of, of uh, Lance is a good point. But at the same time, Lance was surprising everybody in that match, and it worked in that situation because nobody expected Lance to be that good against Will Osprey. That match like blew everybody. That was Lance's breakout match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it was. It was his it big was. breakout match, and like just nobody. It, everything he did took everybody by surprise. And I agree with you on that. Like it worked right there for him to just like do shit that fucking blew us away without us getting a chance to think about it. But like to me, there's there's a, there's a, a big value. And you're, you're right. The Joshi match is the same thing. It's it's we're seeing this crazy match. They're doing cool stuff. But in American wrestling, like you should work the crowd more. That makes it. So a lot of times that makes it mean more. I don't think you should. I think there's a time to do it and a time not to do it. And I think sometimes it's almost insulting because it's like you're giving your opponent time to move. Like, do it. You climbed up there. Hurry. Well, this was. So sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. This was a time to do it, it, though. You know, this was the time to do it. He fucking. Sure. They're they're getting themselves over. People have no idea who he is. So how about he does this fucking taunt to fucking show everybody. And this was this was the time to do it. Yeah, I I agree. That mistake was 100 percent on Trent. Yeah, no, yeah. I I agree, I agree, but I'm but I'm just saying as a general rule, I don't think there is one. I think the rule is there yeah, is no fair. rule on that. Fair enough. So and and I don't like it when every time someone does it, they fucking like pose down. That kind of annoys me. But I think I, is, like, you're right. There is a it. there is a time to do it and there's a time to not do it. But yeah. um, that was definitely one of the times to do it. And I mm-hmm. think that there have been times where people should have done it and they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I see it all and the time. times when they did it and they shouldn't have done it. Well, we should po- we should start pointing it out and seeing when people should do it and when they shouldn't have done it. Like we should fucking look at it. we should start paying attention to that maybe because I think yeah, I think it's a loss. I think it's a lost art of when to do it and when not to do it. And then I, there's also a wrong way to do it, like the young bucks like pander. You know, it's like yeah, pan- too much. It's, it's more it's more of like like when you saw like Ocon trying to do it, that would have been like him like like flexing right, like doing whatever, like fucking showing off. Not showing off, but like he was doing his pose or whatever. When the Young Bucks do it, it looks like they're pandering to the crowd. You know what I mean? There's a difference. Mm. There's an absolute mm. difference. All right. Well, speaking of the Bucks, we have the Hardy promo against them. Matt Hardy says that the Bucks uh, will, uh, you know, they've waited their entire lives to meet their heroes, but they're going to be disappointed because they'll never beat their heroes. Weird. Uh, we kind of talked about this um, when we're watching this. 
they've had matches in ROH, like a couple of them, and they just, this entire build ignored that any of those happened in favor of just like, oh, this is like, you know, once in a lifetime dream match type thing. So I thought that was a little weird, but it, it probably helps the build more anyways, to be honest, just be like, yeah, this is like a dream match, not like, oh, hey, like you could just go on ROH's streaming service and watch a couple more. <laughs> Uh, next up, we had Ricky Starks versus Jungle Boy versus Swerve Strickland. I thought this was a fucking awesome match. Uh, there was a notable botch in it. Um, Ricky uh, jumps off the apron to Swerve like for like a head stomp, but he misses, and the guy in front of him points this out. Ricky's not you know going to take that, so he goes to the guy. Commercial break cuts in, but obviously other feeds you know got to see this, where he says, "Yeah, well, your dad should have missed when he came." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then proceeds, you know, to continue the beatdown. Uh, we then had Men of the Year. Uh, Dan says that Sammy and Ty have the combined IQ of room temperature with the air conditioning on, and says that he's commissioned a new TNT title for Scorpio Sky that they show off on Rampage. Uh, Shivani's with Thunder Rosa. She cuts a promo. Just you know, she has no face pain. This is her true self. But the war paint's going back on for Deeb, and she's going to beat her. Someone missed their cue and started playing her music before she was done. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe she went a little long, or maybe that was just a mistake. Who knows? But yeah, that was that. People tried to say that it was like they were trying to like speed her up, but that no, they didn't do that. That'd be insane. Yeah, start playing like the Oscar music while she's still giving her speech. Her her (laughs) music starts playing, and she's like, "It was kind of hears it." Yeah, she hears it for a few seconds. She's like, "And also, bitch, I'm gonna beat you." Yeah. Honestly, it, it, to Whatever. be fair, to be fair though, that was a really good endpoint for her, for her promo, mm-hmm. and she didn't say anything of value after that. Nope, you're right. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like she should have just yeah. fucking been like, "Well, they're playing my music, and I don't have anything." Yeah, it. her her yeah. promo game's not the strongest, but you got her point across. I'm gonna hit your music right here, Joey. <laughs> what music? Which next time, oh, next time, firestorm. Like, he, oh god. <laughs> Next time he like gets on like a tangent, you just like put his music over <laughs> on the editing yeah. room floor. Um, uh, we then had a quick little interview with Red Velvet uh, and Ruby. Red Velvet gives her a book on how to beat Chris Lander, and she throws it away. Um, clearly, didn't need it. We then had Britt Baker versus Tony Storm for the Owen Hart tournament. Um, I thought this was pretty good overall. It was a little sloppy near the end. Um, she uh brick kind of messed up getting the uh the leverage pin a bit like i think that uh i can't remember if it was off the i think it was off the air raid crash and i think that just the way they did it she wasn't close enough to the ropes to get the angle she wanted but um overall i thought it was fine a lot of people were pretty angry to see brick go over you know we haven't gotten to the main event yet but that one they were really mad about who went over but okay, I don't I don't remember that. I don't remember the fans kind of back. The fans the fans were fine, but like people online were like angry because I don't oh, know. It's just like okay, okay the okay. internet community is really weird when it comes to Brit. I've noticed like where it's just like they feel like that she kind of has like the Charlotte Flair treatment in WWE, but it's like she, at the same time like this is a pretty young company. They need like and she's one of their few yeah, stars. They need the, to, yeah like, they need the top. protect your stars. Yeah, like, playing musical chairs with you know whatever woman you're gonna feature is not gonna get anyone over. If I was um, booking WWE, I would also give Charlotte the Charlotte Flair treatment. Yeah, she's that good. Yeah, I think she's... Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And it wasn't like... I mean, she won dirty. You know, I mean, Jamie came out, helped her, and distract the ref, and 
Remember yeah, when they were like, teasing dissension between her and Jamie and we thought it was going to lead to a split? They just kind of went back to their buddies again and Jamie well, doesn't seem closer to having like her awesome singles run than they, she did back then. They even did that here straight up. Like they uh she Oh yeah, she, because when she first came out she was like, like I Brit got this. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, like I don't need you, but but then I they're thought, like, yeah, I thought that's what they were doing. That. But then ultimately, they didn't end up doing it, and yeah. she helped her win. And then they were hugging. What? Like it was, it was a head scratcher. Because I thought when she came out, I thought, oh shit, they're finally gonna get back to this. And then no. So I think yeah, they're, they're, I, just, I think they're waiting what? for like Britt to have a contract dispute with them before they decide to like really pull the trigger on this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, straight up. But then that takes us to Rampage's main event, which is the uh, men's semifinals, Kyle O'Reilly versus Samoa Joe. This was really, I thought this was really, really This was amazing, Um, yeah. Yeah, this was Mm -hmm. awesome. Like, I I think, you know, we were, we talked about it last week, I think, that, like, Kyle O'Reilly was someone that, I don't know if we slept on or we just weren't as impressed with some of his early outings in AEW. He he has the WWE Even his later outings in NXT. His match with Phoenix and this one, and then we'll talk about the one at the pay per view too. Like he, th- these were really good. And Joe, like, I mean, <laughs> it, it's not a secret that Samoa Joe is really good, but like, gosh, like I didn't appreciate just how good he was at certain things until like seeing some of the stuff that he was doing, like in this tournament. Like just like his selling is so good. Like, yeah, just because you know that's like the whole story with like his rolling this tournament right is like targeting the arm and things like that and the way he sells it is just really phenomenal god tier ceiling yep. absolute like top yep. like god tier he is a uh he is a disciple of um the fucking japanese like king's road yeah he's yeah he's definitely like modern americanized like style like uh of that of that fucking idealism and it's fucking so good he's so good just the fucking top tier each of these three um, O'Reilly matches between the Phoenix and um, this Joe match and then his pay-per-view match with Darby. It seems like each one has gotten progressively better. He has, I guess, finally hit his stride in AEW. And uh, yeah. we're on the um, Kyle O'Reilly train now. Like, I'm looking forward you to these matches now. You might even say the O-O O'Reilly train. Oh, God right. damn it. Get out. <laughs> That's right. I, every he he did it in this match, and he he like during the pay per view he like had to like just sneak it in really quietly too. Like he just cannot help himself. That <laughs> screen. I keep waiting for him to botch the like the slogan and say like, "Get into the zone, O'Reilly zone." <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. He goes, "Oh, oh, Auto Zone." now now he needs to like get a new partner whose name is like auto or something like yeah auto like auto parts (laughs) yeah oh my god okay all Um, right so that wraps up dynamite uh we then had and joe wins right and yeah joe wins joe wins joey had another prediction (laughs) oh god okay here we go (laughs) it was uh i think i think the direct quote was you guys think I can't believe you guys think Joe's going over O'Reilly, O'Reilly. But you know what? You know what? You're not totally out of line because the Jay Lethal thing kind of hit pause. And right. it seemed like at any point, Lethal was going to come out and cost Joe one of these matches yeah. you know, to keep that going. And that didn't happen. So you weren't entirely off base to think that. 
for sure. And yeah. I, but it was just I funny because like you it. had detailed so well exactly what had happened, what would what did ultimately happen like a week prior, Joey. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, Kyle O'Reilly's gonna win. I can't believe you guys don't believe it. I just we, saw we, it. I just like saw I it happening. It made <laughs> to me. It made sense. It made sense. Like, and then you know what? You know what? And then like I I saw I saw them like you were like, oh, he's just a tag team guy or whatever, and you know he's fodder or whatever. I didn't see Kyle O'Reilly as that. I, I felt like they were going to like start putting the fucking rocket on Kyle O'Reilly. And they kind of did. They kind of ended up doing yeah. that. I sensed it coming. So, I mean, I guess I could fucking, you know, maybe I'm making an excuse or something like that. But I saw it coming. And I thought this was it. I thought they were going to get a big win over. I thought he was going to get a big win over Joe. That's why they did the arm thing. I was wrong. But they, he, ended up, he did end up getting that big win. And at the pay per view, yeah. so it was a huge win, and we were all shocked to the point where I gave up on my fucking idea of that, and like, turned out like that's what happened. So yeah, but getting know, the win against Darby and getting the win against Joe, I think, are two different things. And because Darby's <laughs> yeah. so young, and, and you're no, right, you know, no knock on Darby's spot, which but we even talked about. It. We're like, oh, he's, he's he deserves this win and stuff. Yeah, like Darby's kind of that guy too, where like. In kayfabe, he comes across as like so dangerous to himself and his opponents that, that like too. sometimes that can backfire. And yeah, I mean it, you know, not just kayfabe, also shoot pretty fucking dangerous to himself. Straight up, yeah. oh yeah. Uh, so that takes us to Rampage uh, from May twenty seventh. We open up with Brian Danielson versus Matt Seidel, clearly following up on their tag match last week. Uh, and this was another really good outing from both these guys. I thought this was uh, really fun. There was an awesome. Uh, reversal from uh, a meteora into the single leg crab um obviously danielson eventually wins he's the one they have plans with uh yeah i thought this was just really fun and good match oh i loved this yeah Yeah. to get these two matches in a row this was like was kind of like a digest version of an roh championship match straight up 2000 yeah i was thinking that too or something and i was like yeah and i was saying like this is finally a match that um in AEW that Matt Seidel can hang his hat on like he finally had a chance yep. to show what he's all about mm-hmm. and he's been a laughing stock and people like like roll their eyes at him and like ever since the uh the big the botch of his during his debut and this was finally the fucking moment where he showed people like hey I belong here in AEW like I'm am that good and I love this. I, I'm fucking so happy that he fucking did that. You know, whatever. Me too. I remember when he was like on the come up in Ring of Honor and you know, they had their matches there, and we always thought it was really good. And, yeah, so I'm finally glad that he's got his due. And I hope that the fucking, you know, people noticed that were the naysayers were noticing, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's really not a whole lot of people in AEW that I think are, like, not good. But, like, because, like, even, like, Matt Seidel's, like, clearly, like, an under guy. But, like, it's just so good. Right. Um, and we put, we goofed on him for his... <laughs> promo and oh, yeah we were we we're guilty of it too, yeah. hey, you know what like no regrets he deserves gonna, every bit he, of goofing for that that's the guy's voice i mean he's gonna have that issue going his other promo unless, was fine though yeah it wasn't as bad like i think i think he toned down his enthusiasm a little bit and kept his <laughs> kept his voice a little lower it almost seemed like by design but hey forget all that i could watch wrestling without promos to be honest with you um if i had to if we got stuff like this you know, because when I when we watch Japanese stuff, sometimes you'll see the backstage segments, Joey, right? And they're real mm-hmm. matter of fact, and right. they're not subtitled. Right. We actually found some Joshi stuff that some real nice guy is subtitled, and that was cool and added some stuff. But most most of the comments and questions are like, 
the heels would be like, yo, I'm going to crush her. I'm going to beat her. Like, right. Very. Beat me. She can't stop me. And then the baby faces, oh, I'm just so happy. You know, I got a chance. And, you know, so it doesn't really add too much. It's cool, but it doesn't add too much. We enjoy that based on the in-ring stuff alone. We we don't have commentary putting shit over to us because we don't speak Japanese. So I'm fine. Like, look, this match was awesome. Yeah. To have this on TV. I mean, it's fucking Danielson and Matt Seidel having you know another TV classic, just like the O'Reilly Joe match. And then we get uh, <laughs> a match that, in some ways, I might have enjoyed as much, but for completely different reasons. Young Bucks versus Tyler Rust and uh, John Cruz. So the Young Bucks are straight up just cosplaying the Hardys. No shame. Brandon Cutler is dressed as Lita, and they are accompanied by none other than Gangrel. <laughs> Does the whole yeah. gimmick. <laughs> this, and like the match, like not only were they cosplaying the Hardys, they were pretty much just like did using shit. every bit of tape that they've seen, and just, they, they, were, they were the Hardys for this match. Like we said, them being the biggest WWF, WWE marks in history pays off in these situations. Because, man, I mean, if my glasses weren't on, so to speak, I might have been fooled to think this was the, the Hardy Boys yeah. or whatever. And Gangrel had shown up in some indies recently, too. Like, he was yeah. on GCW, I think. Yeah, yeah and, he sure uh, was. They, they had him scheduled for something a while ago, but, like, they like had to cut it for time. Yeah, he was having really. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was I WWE. Remember. I thought they were going to do something with Edge or something like that. No, it was it was because they did something with Edge where he just did straight up the brood entrance. Right. They, like, oh, okay. Didn't do it because they're like, oh yeah, like we don't want to like you know come across like you know we're just like copying. Yeah, I think he wrestled in GCW as well. Haven't seen that. Well, no one's got an age ceiling in GCW, so <laughs> or anywhere really. If you think about it. Certainly I feel like there's, there's some people they've got uh, some decency to you'd be like, hey, you know, like maybe you don't actually go in the ring. Action Mike Jackson fucking is not trying to hear that shit. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck about what you have to say about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, next up, uh, Darby cuts a promo on Kyle O'Reilly challenging him because he's the one who uh, injured Sting. And, of course, that matches on the pay-per-view. I remember complaining that Darby didn't have anything built for the show. Yeah. And so I was glad that this happened, although, like, no build to it. But in this uh, case, I'm, just I'm be- glad. I'm glad Sting was injured. Yeah, I'm glad Sting was injured, so we got this. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, because it's going to be a, a shame. Is that not a work? Like, is it con- I, I don't know, but. He, he said was- he wasn't medically cleared. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Sounds like a word. He didn't show up on, he didn't show up, at, you know, in Darby's corner in the pay-per-view. It was going to be a shame if Darby had to wrestle on the buy-in and or in a multi-man match or something. So, although this was practically no build, I mean, like quick, quick little thing. Who cares? And especially the outcome of uh, this match happening and, and how I felt about it. Uh, and then we had Dante Martin versus Platinum Max Caster, and uh, you know we've. Uh... We've promised something on this show we've for been, some time. We've been waiting. We've been waiting oh, for this. Goodness. We've been <laughs> waiting. Here it goes. Joey, oh, give boy. him a beat. Um. No. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Emperor of Destruction. All right. Do I, should I do the yo's and whatnot, too? Dude, we, what did we agree on? The whole thing. Big All right. Dip. Yep. Oh, my God. I'm fucking scared. Here we go. <laughs> Yo. Listen. Listen. Yo. Yo. Acclaimed in the guns, we're in. The, we're the new hot thing. Dante's out of the brink, already in the ring. 
I'm a Benjamin's like the. I didn't read that one. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, man, you couldn't get laid at the Bunny Ranch. Your girl tells me you're such a bitch. I'm gonna put you on the shelf like your brother. Uh, top flights. Uh, about to. Yeah, I wrote that everything too small after that. <laughs> You just All right, well, so that was. Oh my god, that was everything. I'm sorry, it was gonna be. Well, I, I tried. I'll, I'll next time if, if they keep featuring him, I will. Uh... Davy, please in like inter- like put the fucking acclaim theme in the. Oh, yeah, I'll be doing that. But, yeah, I can't believe I remember an Eminem song from back in the day, but the end of that reminds me of there's a some Eminem song where he's like. My daughter scribbled on that rhyme. I couldn't read it. <laughs> Which your version would be like, I wrote that one too small. I can't read it. I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> I feel like you got cold feet there. I'm disappointed. Dude, I could you. show. I could show you. Like this is like really tiny because like I had, like the one note be- that you fucking write too low or, is this one. <laughs> well, no. It, what happened was um, I had like saved some lines because like you know these are a pretty quick segment. I had to you know keep taking notes as a thing. So I like all right. I'm just gonna skip and I'll like go back and add it later um unfortunately i didn't like have as much lines as i needed to so (laughs) but next week whenever he's on again we'll do it justice also want to put over in this entrance that uh anthony bones despite his injury is uh still with the group and like billy gunn is just like carting him in a wheelchair (laughs) amazing that was honestly probably the highlight the match itself was like fine uh dante won um it wasn't bad or anything but i think the entrance was kind of where the uh attraction was that his freestyles are getting a little less um, edgy like edgy or like they're a little less like agitating and a little less controversial and i wonder if that's like a note he was giving it's possible yeah i mean he only i mean he did say he had the bunny he had the bunny ranch reference which is you know that's the the legal Uh, process it's kind of edgy but it's not it's prostitution but it's it's legal in uh like in nevada like parts of nevada it's legal so yeah, so that was that, and then uh, we get a... Are you going to tell us about your trip out there, by the way, Joey? Like, I remember when that show was on, you were a huge mark for it, and you made that pilgrimage out there. You you are lying. I've never been to Las Vegas <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I, have met, uh, I have met Dennis Hoff before, though. The guy Is that, that the guy that, 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 yeah, that was the, the guy proprietor? that runs it, yeah, sure. When did you meet him? Uh, in Houston. Like, uh, we were there for a show, and he was, like, th- he was, like somewhere. He had like all these chicks around him and stuff. Yeah, he was. I don't remember where it was, but yeah, we saw him. Uh, We then get a Samoa Joe and Adam Cole video package for their uh, match of the Own Heart final. Pretty good stuff. And then the men of the year in the ring. Uh, Dan Lambert says that if you have a girlfriend whose CM Punk shirt is two sizes bigger than yours, you're probably an AEW fan. Jokes on you, Dan. I don't have a CM Punk shirt or a girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then. Sammy, Ty, and Frankie break into American Top Team. They destroy the belt case, steal some belts. Uh, Ty says that she wants to celebrate with them. Scorpio challenges them for the mixed trios match at the pay-per-view with the stipulation that they can never again challenge for the TNT title if they lose. Spoiler, thank fucking God they lost. Straight up. Spoiler, unfortunately, it's professional wrestling and stipulations don't mean don't mean anything. We'll see. Hey, they, they tended to have they tended to have in AEW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully they won't fucking write themselves out of this one. 
Uh, that means that they're gonna. That means that Sammy's gonna get a world title shot, probably. Did you see? Did you see that? Like he had like posted like, "Well, thank God that's over." Like, yeah. What are you? I'm like, what are you doing, dude? You <laughs> fucking idiot! Like, so, God, what a dumbass! So if, if yeah, if, thank God I can never challenge for a title again. Yeah. What a fuck. Maybe Cody can come back as. Red if you Hood. remember, if you remember the Cody thing, uh, it, he lost that because didn't he lose that because like MJF threw in a towel or whatever? Yeah. So like, dude, yeah, there, yeah. he was definitely at some point going to challenge for that title. Maybe, if he yeah. Stayed with the company. Either way, they didn't do it, and you know, and if they do do it, it'll be a while. And um, I mean, I, I agree with you. It's it is wrestling, and they can figure out a way around it. But I think it's obviously a way to to uh, move Sammy up a little bit, and I bet you he'll he'll challenge uh, CM Punk for a championship at some point. Uh, CM Punk needs heels to work with and beat, and I think Sammy is a good person to do that, probably. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, it'd be it'd be a good one for him to uh to get a one on, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. If he's staying babyface anyway. All right. So the Rampage main event was Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander for the Owen Hart tournament. Uh this was pretty good. It was a, kind of an interesting match. Chris was like pretty much dominant throughout the whole thing, uh, but Ruby eventually wins with a roll up and the crowd was pissed. <laughs> yeah, they were they were really pissed. They're really into the new serious Chris Statlander thing. She was good. She was so good. We talked about it on she, the preview episode a little bit, but yeah, like I said, we if did I was talk about that, yeah, yeah, if I was the promoter and I watched those two promos, I would have known immediately that I picked the wrong person to win. Uh, but yeah, then Britt comes out. Ruby cuts her off. Keeps getting booed. Um, it, it seemed to mostly stem from you know beating Chris, maybe especially the way she did. Um, you know, credit to her for kind of adapting the promo uh, to, you know, acknowledge that she was getting booed. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was uh, that was Rampage, which takes us straight to Double or Nothing 2022. Before we get into it real quick, what is your anticipation level for this show, um, given that we are now done with all the TV? At this point? At this point, like after Rampage is done and we're heading into Sunday for the pay-per-view before the MJF debacle. At, point, at, point, at this point, I'm pretty pumped. Yeah. Me too. Okay. I was like, is this where we get like <laughs> some shocking revelation? No, I guess the only thing, the only point I wanted to make was yeah. anticipation was really high for the last three or four weeks for this show. They've done such a good job building it. My only reservation was they put a lot of multi-man matches together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's to get everybody on the card because, again, the quarterly pay-per-view is what are you going to do? And I thought, well, maybe that might get a little tedious. But other than that, man, I was really looking forward to this and expectations were very high. Yeah, Tony t- actually talked a little bit about that at the scrum because um, like, someone had asked why there wasn't a uh, battle royal, like the casino battle royal that you usually do. Oh, yeah. And he said that, like, you know, it's going to be a long show. And, like, he said that there was – I can't remember if it was the last pay-per-view, but he, like, put over that, like, there was, like, three matches on the kickoff, and people really liked those, and they wanted them on the actual pay-per-view. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. which is a weird thing, to be people honest. People really like, liked those, and they wanted to pay for them. They didn't want yeah, those like for that's, free. Yeah, it's a weird feedback, but, like, I – He's not wrong. Like there yeah. was definitely we, people did, who were like, we want, it's not on the paper. Yeah, didn't we say that about Danhausen and Hook and about the big reactions it was getting and it should have been something that people were paying for? I think it's more about like yeah, which matches need to be moved to the main card as opposed to the uh, like the, uh, the pre-show. Like what do you think a better pre-show would a match match would have been? Jade versus Anna J. Yes. 
I guess they just didn't want to have a title match on the pre-show. That's the only reason. That's another. Yeah, I guess that makes sense too. It's hard to say. I mean, there were several. Um, so let's get into it. So we had like you know during the pre-show we did have a few things kind of like you know some video packages and whatnot. The acclaimed came out, cut up you know rap promo. I did not write that one down. So you know, you sound like you you're scared. Week. You talked all that noise, and now you're scared to rap. No, I, I legitimately didn't write it down. I was like, you know, <laughs> one week's probably you know good enough. This is gonna be a nope, long show. This as is, is. No, this is gonna be a long, this is gonna be a long-standing bit. I think it was another well, very safe. It was another very safe and almost kind of boring. Like yeah, um, that was that was too. True. I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna bother with <laughs> with this one. It was like he was just putting over the card too, in his in his rap, like he had it written for him. Which which well, which is a like a. Uh, which is like kind of a badge of honor for a promo person, you know, for them to mm-hmm. trust you with that kind of rundown of a promo. It's a classic like Hogan promo. We had an Eddie Kingston promo video package, which we kind of, I, I, at first, like, I know we, we this will kind of like, you know, tip our hat for like the match itself. We thought like this was kind of like overly serious for like the type of match. Not it only was. that, but his face But considering cry. his role, his eventual role in the match, I actually think it, it came full circle. You think so? It was really over the top. It was one of the weirdest things I've seen from Eddie Kingston. It was. And we love Eddie. But look how over the top he got true. near the finish. That is true. <laughs> he was going for the emotional Terry Funk promo where Terry, you know, isn't above crying during the promo. Right. And it's clearly what he's modeling this after. Yeah, we mentioned it didn't seem like the time for it. It seemed like, you know, he needs to do that really dramatic promo before you know his big singles match he definitely went terry funk in this match but maybe terry <laughs> funk from another era <laughs> yeah yeah that's the amalgamation of terry funk yeah we then uh have our of course our buy-in match hookhausen versus tony Nese and mark sterling and i think this was like a perfect pre-show match to be honest it was just like a nice crowd sweetener nothing like amazing but it was just a fun time uh Danhausen, you know, did not look like as much of a geek as he did when he got squashed in like two seconds. Mark Sterling did. Uh, he gets destroyed, completely laid out by Hook, and then Hook tags in Danhausen just to put his foot down and pose, and they win. We said that we would have liked to have seen this on the main show given the crowd reactions and everything, but if this is how it was going to play out, it belonged on the pre-show because this was Which a Which I think was match. pretty predictable how it played out. Mm-hmm. The only thing that was a disappointment is we didn't get more Nice and Hook one on one, but that might be coming. Yeah, I think you want to save that. What do you think, Joseph? Yeah, I, I mean, I had a great time watching this match. It was a really fun, like exactly what I thought it would be—just really fun, like a uh, feel-good match with the baby faces winning, and that was it. I mean, I like you said. I mean, I wasn't expecting the big Tony Nice mm-hmm. Hook set like like a. Uh, dynamic i thought we'd get a minute or two a minute or two of them going at it at least and mm-hmm. I, we got less than that and to me this felt very wwe and i didn't really enjoy it to be honest like it didn't do anything for me whatsoever because and i guess it's just because i don't care about hook and dan housing teaming up like doesn't doesn't really entertain me that much i liked it and, and uh and um amber was like she fucking loved it she ate it up she likes the whole <laughs> dynamic. It's like it's this is nice. Yeah, she's she's new to wrestling and she fucking loved this. Was like fucking full blown beaming after the match. Well, then have I got a show for her? Monday Night Raw. <laughs> oh, no. Come on, she has to think. Like I, you know, I don't think so. I, well, that's it, this <laughs> was not it, this was not Monday Night Raw. I mean, we like I, I, that's You're so. Right. It it's, was well. It's, to be fair, 
maybe Monday Night Raw is tolerable when it's like ten minutes, like it was here. Mm, I mean, this was this was a lot of fun. I, to me, I don't recall seeing anything like this on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably they don't like they don't have they they hardly even have managers, and then they certainly don't have the managers wrestle. So this is like this is nothing like that. Maybe not Monday. I just mean WWE. And I know what you're general. saying, but like, no, but WWE doesn't. Felt. No, the WWE action, doesn't the in-ring do that. action. I guess I'm I'm really pointing. It's to close. The maybe to a different action. era. What, like, I mean, what I could era? see this. I could see I could see this type of match even being on WrestleMania because the in-ring action is very similar to what we would get in a WrestleMania match for people that at least have some talent, some ability. Like the celebrity um, in terms of what, matches. In terms of, in terms of what we got to see, uh, in terms of what we got to see, there wasn't much there to chew on in terms of wrestling, and I think that's about the percentage. Maybe, but WWE it was short, maybe, the but goofy, I wouldn't compare that to WWE aspects, at all. That's so I, far the, the off goofy base. aspects it was, of it were. I, it was I think closer they, to maybe WCW, like when you you had like you know the like Paul Heyman versus Jim Cornette matches. And yeah, stuff like like like, cla- like old school. Yeah, this was kind of old school, if anything. Yeah, if you look at the fact that they had a manager working a match maybe but i'm talking about the way the match actually played out once it once it started mark, in the mark sterling was even dressed like Cornette when he did that exact role the goofy stuff i mean and we've I seen guys that aren't wrestlers like coming and do goofy type shit you know i mean what what the fuck I thought mark that? sterling was really the only like particularly goofy i mean like hook does like or not hook uh dan Housen does like the you know cursing and whatnot. yeah it's goofy. that's kind of but he also did things Yeah, but like, it's like it's played straight by also, I, Nice. Like Nice is like, I don't give what, a shit. What, like, well, he did do that, but I also like the thing where like the curse leads to something that happens and he did the curse on like Mark Sterling. And Mark yeah. Sterling tripped and fell. So like bad luck. You know. uh, yeah, as a, as opposed to like selling the curse, doing damage itself, like it causes something. I mean, yeah, to I mean that's what it's supposed to. That's, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, I yeah. think I don't think it's supposed to like hit you. And you know what? That was that was it was fun. I thought it was a lot of fun. That's fine. I mean, it's fine. Is like you know. I definitely don't compare it to WWE. I don't think man, there's anything fun like that in WWE. Man, I mean, that's along those lines, man. Maybe not I don't know, like man. recently. I don't but agree. I, but I think the amount of action we saw was very WWE. Um, it was a really short match, though. The goofball stuff. Yeah, it was. It was guys fun. that aren't really it's, guys that aren't typically wrestling. It, doing, it, it like, served, goofy stuff. It served its purpose. It set the tone for the night, and it was just people were having fun. The baby faces won. The guys that they really liked that are getting big reactions. They no, won their match and, and they move on. It's it's it was ne- never meant to be the fucking five star classic that you were hoping that you would get from Nissan and, and Hook. Uh, no, but I'm saying like you were saying like oh this belongs on the main show and as it turned out I don't think it did at all. Yeah, maybe it, it maybe you're yeah. right about that, but I don't know. I think it could have been a fine opener than the weird MJF Wardlow thing. Speaking of which, MJF Wardlow and you know what I I checked my notes. There was a payoff for our shoot work work shoot whatever. Uh huh. The crowd started chanting. He showed up. That's yeah. true. He did. Yeah, they did chant. They did chant that. <laughs> that was so when you that's said our that, when you said that it made it bigger for the fifty people. Like, I mean, there wasn't fifty people in that arena chanting that. It was more than that. It was fourteen thousand. That's because so. well, I mean, I feel like that kind of made a mockery of the match itself. No, it, I'm it, saying it I'm did. saying the fifty people that wanted to see that uh, the fifty people that really would have wanted to see him take those extra power bombs. But yeah, yeah no, we because all. I mean, we. I was. I would have been shocked if there wasn't some kind of crowd chant and the crowd was the only one who gave us anything related to this because it was a huge story with the iwc which is which is literally everybody i hate that term because it's literally everybody that term is so outdated just just about everybody but everybody but kids as if like literally everybody in the world doesn't fucking have a you know that's true but 
I, I know that there's a lot of people that watch that don't fucking get on the internet to fucking read about wrestling. And I know that because no, for like, a long time that Twitter was me. Is very I just, I didn't norm, care. Twitter is very normy now and anybody can be on it and it's not like you have to search out. Well, there's a like fucking, a, it's like a spectrum now, there's not, right? There's, like there's a difference between like mm-hmm. us and there's a guy who like on Twitter, right? you know, likes a tweet. He, yeah. yeah, like he follows Adam Page or something. And I mean, I still think that tweeting, guys that get on Reddit. I think the, I still think that smart mark is the t- correct term to use here, as opposed to internet fan, which is, uh, you know, Maybe, which yeah. is literally everybody to me. Well, I mean, I there are casual watchers because it's on a major channel, and they're kids, and there's kids too, mm-hmm. and they're they're usually not going on there to to find out like you know what Tony Khan's thinking. No, but they go on the internet. Period. Only when he's tw- only when he tweets about Big Swole. <laughs> they go on yeah i mean they might go on aw.com and wwe.com to read that stuff but I don't, they're I don't on twitter they're like, like i said twitter is very nor anybody yeah. will be on twitter it, you don't yeah, maybe like, not little kids that whose parents don't let them on twitter bro well they're not on the internet period sure so, they're, they're the ones you know, with yeah. the anime everyone pro- but kids was what he said they're the ones yeah. with the anime profile pictures oh wait no that's adults no. too but i'm just right. saying not everybody that watches wrestling fucking gets on the internet to fucking learn more or to follow no no right. yeah like you said there's different levels but i still think yeah, there's sm- like Doc says there's a spectrum, but yeah, I, I think with the IWC, um, when people say that, I know what they mean. You know, I, yeah, they're, they're talking about people yeah. whose whose interest is one of their primary hobbies is wrestling, and they fucking can't get enough, and they're watching the news every single day. But yeah, that that was it was the biggest story of the weekend, and it stole. And again, the reason why it stole fucking heat from this match, yeah, because that became. I, I'm telling you, that became that's they're chanting that because that became as big a story if not bigger than this fucking match and yeah. uh, that definitely didn't add anything to the wardlow mjf story it had nothing to do with wardlow no. so it was a and distraction I mean, part of it is like I, I wonder if you might have gave me higher expectations for this than were reasonable because you're like oh well, like mjf always does like cool yep. creative things yeah because yeah. yep. this yep. was yep. honestly like on paper 100 percent what i would have expected this was uh, I mean, maybe it was more comedy than I expected. Yeah, like, it was a little MJF, more comedy. Like, tries to like quadruple his pay, which you know, apparently he can't afford anyways, according to his contract. That was everything that you're mentioning. The comedy stuff was so broad. We talked about vaudeville before, like it, especially the spot where he pulls out the ring and like they're looking at that ref and MJ and uh, Wardlow are looking over his shoulder and see it. Oh, yeah, that was one hundred percent like just it's like right black out of, and white. Yeah, it's right out of stage comedy. It was so broad and you know played for the people in the cheap seats so they could even tell what was going on. Yeah, I mean this turned out just to be business, and I still meant what I said about MJF. And there's been matches that I wasn't looking forward to on paper and thought, well, this is going to be this on paper, and then. He does so much, whether or not it's just his face or, or little things he does or, or that comes up with little bits of business he comes up with in the match. To me, that kind of also that it played out just by the numbers, like total paint by numbers, including like broad comedy. To me, that's another argument for like he is not happy because he's doing bare fucking yeah. minimum to yeah. get well, the story wrapped up. Also, if he showed up, if he showed up last minute, like they're saying he did, um, then you know they didn't have a lot of time to go over their match so true but you know you would think that they could have been talking about it you know for a while they've got time backstage and during other tv tapings and things so i don't know how much contact they have outside of the show but i mean there's plenty of time to come up with stuff even if he showed up late i agree but uh, that might be just speak to his um what's going on overall i don't know but uh, yeah 
Yeah, this played out. It was. I, mean, dull. I don't think it was bad, but it was basically it was, it was, it was more was of a bad. segment than a match. If MJF was lower, had a lower spot on the card, this would have been TV. This wouldn't have been paper. I mean, There's this was nothing. Prob- yeah. I mean, he had less offense than like every guy wore those run through on the way to this. The only spot that was kind of exciting is when he went for the power bomb early, and MJF bit his head, and I thought, whoa, he's gotten out of it. What now? And uh, but yeah, it didn't really go anywhere. And uh, I thought this was pretty dull when you. Yeah, he takes you ten know. power bombs and one, two, yeah. three. I think Dole's a strong Puts word. Puts his arms down for him. I, I think that's strong. But yeah, I, I no. think again, it was just sort of. I think the, like the whole news story just sucked a lot of the energy out of this. Mm-hmm. In my, at least, like you know, clearly didn't for like the people there. But I think watching it did kind of suck a little bit out. And um, <laughs> here's how. Here's my little uh, big brain theory for how we like you know work this back into you know you turn the shoot into a work. So MJF is taken out in a stretcher and he's given oxygen, but the guy has the mask on backwards. Oh uh, yeah, I saw that. What the fuck? So here's so here's what we do. <laughs> this was a deliberate thing. Tony told the paramedics to like screw him and like he's gonna be like keep MJF in like his com- his personal compound for months until eventually MJF breaks out. Jesus and like Christ. just you know, he comes out and you know cuts his promo like Tony Khan has kidnapped him, he refuses to pay him, and this is all because he he didn't want to show up for that match. He's lost thirty pounds from malnutrition. Yeah, he becomes a cruiserweight. He's got a long beard. <laughs> now the only thing that Vince wants me for is two hundred five live. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, they just go all in, like on. <laughs> Might have been where they put him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's, do they even still have the two hundred five? No, know. but I don't think so. okay. When I say Dole, I guess I. I guess it wasn't doled during the match because I kept anticipating something when it didn't happen. And I was just like, okay, well, if I didn't have anticipation for this to be good, it would have been dole. And guess what? Wardlow didn't do anything for me. And, you know, him doing a fucking swanton or whatever, like, I'm over that. I mean, they did. He didn't do that here anyways. He did the 10 power bonds, which is, I don't, I think that record could easily be broken if he said he wanted to do the world record. He did the power bomb and then. Like, I mean, he gets his contract. I mean, there's like a, a nice little ending for the yeah, story. Yeah, there was a nice little. I don't little... think it, was as, it wasn't as egregious as like you're saying, in my opinion. I don't think it was egregious. I, think it I just think, better. man, like all that build for, for this, like just to just to do what, you know. And then MJF not, got the ring taken away from to, him finally. and Just to not do anything special. All this build to not do anything special and just to, okay, here it is. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, gotta, I don't think it was bad, though. I also don't think it was great, but I don't think it yeah, was bad. Yeah, I don't bad. think it was bad, but I, again, no, I, I think it, it was... wasn't bad. Because bad would have been, yeah, bad would have been, like, real sloppy shit and confusing and stuff like that. It wasn't confusing or anything, so don't give it that. Moving on, we've got the Hardys versus the Young Bucks. Uh, I thought this was pretty good uh, for what we saw. I do want to kind of put over issues with Bleacher Report. Oh my god, yeah, this was like GCW GCW level shit. Bleacher Report was like, like I remember I was ordering the pay-per-view, I was trying to put my information in, it kept giving me these errors that weren't correct, like, you need an email to do this. Like, I absolutely had a fucking email, and um, it, it took my payment, and then it said there was something wrong with my card, even though it took my payment, and just so many problems, and then it kept crashing throughout the entirety of the pay-per-view. It kept crashing. It got a little bit better, but yeah, it was it was bad. And like especially like this match, we didn't really catch a decent chunk of it just because of that. Yeah. And yeah, I mean like it, this wasn't so much on like AEW's end, this was on, you know, their service provider, but like man, Bleacher Report 
needs to fucking get his shit together. Yeah, this was when really I saw bad. it was going that Bleacher Report was the domestic carrier of the pay per view. I had a negative reaction, and I couldn't remember why, but I sure it's because we've had problems before with Bleacher Report, and uh, everyone was having problems ordering it. Not every, maybe not everyone, but tons of people online, and then yeah. the chat on the pre-show. And the problem, the scary thing was like you had paid, and it came out of your account. And then they're saying, oh, you still need to pay for it yeah. by a year. And I, yeah, there was, was some people who would like pay twice. The app didn't work at all. You couldn't even log into the app. So I was like, maybe, yeah. maybe I'll pay for it on the app. Maybe I can just refresh here and it'll work. And mm-hmm. it didn't even work on the app. It Luckily, the at least the, the purchase um, issues got settled right before the pay-per-view, like literally minutes before the pay-per-view started. And then, but then we just had to deal with the crashing, constant crashing. So that took us a little out. I, I think I think that might have added to a little bit of like the it, it, leaving, like being a little less than satisfied with the pay per view as a whole. Yeah, too. it definitely it probably hindered our Maybe. enjoyment of certain things, and uh, yeah, for sure, because it was just such a fucking cloud hanging over my head. Like, ugh. And then there was like, and then it completely crashed. And then whenever I fucking exited out of the the share thing, I was, that was the time that I just straight forgot to fucking put it back up. <laughs> and I had to go, like you know, I had to like you know take care of the dog or something, and like I come back and like y'all just had not been watching it for fucking like six you're like how's it been? You're like you're like, 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 oh like has it been God. good? It's like no, and you're like no, and it's like yeah, because we haven't seen it. <laughs> I was like yeah, I was like don't worry, dude. We entertained ourselves with uh, row 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 your boat. Okay, <laughs> good. Oh, I did. I did. I did convince version. someone that you. I did convince someone that you might have been abducted too, but and he believed it. But what we did catch this match, I thought it was pretty, it was fun. Um, the Bucks are dressed as uh, Elvis, I guess. You know, they're Vegas. So Elvis impersonators are a dime a dozen there. And there they were. Um, <laughs> there was one bit where the crowd was, like, chanting for Brandon Cutler. And, like, Nick Jackson just came down and, like, just shoved him. For yeah, yeah, over. you're not allowed to get over. That was really good. Yeah, yeah that was my um, favorite part of this, I think. But And this was okay. And, and you know what? The Hardys are putting out the effort. You can't you can't yeah. take that can't, away from yeah, him. Yeah, 100%. Jeff, did you guys think that Jeff looked fucked up? Um, I think here? he always looks fucked up, but <laughs> yeah, I mean but but I mean like he, he seemed like he was just like doing weird shit and and kind of Still, I don't know about missing spots but I, delaying like the match I didn't notice it any more than usual. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, okay. same. I didn't notice that. I thought I remembered different. us. Was that here we were talking about it? Was that this match we were talking about it? When we were watching, like on the on the chat. Well, I know, like after, like he after they they win, like he does, like uh, he did a really cool swanton to uh, on the stairs. Yeah, that was good. Uh, but they but they uh, win. Uh, he hits the swanton again in the ring, and uh, he then just like starts like just running out into the crowd. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't make sense. <laughs> and then people were like, just, "What the fuck?" Like, and I it, I think Matt he did come of, back, but he came back. But I think Matt looked confused too, and that's when. That's I think when I when I was like yeah okay he looks a little bit more fucked up here than he normally does. I maybe um, that was just him being like oh you know it's. They, that's just, I, you know, I feel like that that might have been Matt's like a the straight man in the duo. That might have been like a like a just a fucking uh, homage to what happened in WWE or something. Yeah, well, they, yeah, yeah. That and he's like been. what the hell like 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 purposely doing that like to be funny or something. Okay, I yeah, thought just, yeah, that yeah. he didn't really he didn't really go in the crowd and, like celebrate much. He like went in the crowd and like walked around a section and then that's what he did when in. he got fired. Yeah, it's like literally yeah, they, they, he, they, yeah. he wasn't fired immediately then, but like he did that. They wanted him drug tested and he's like no, like I'm not or like they so, wouldn't like give him the results or whatever. And then like I don't know, there, there was a the whole thing. So he's doing the I'm fucked up spot. <laughs> like I'm on drug <laughs> spot. Okay, weird. 
Um, yeah. And you mentioned when he does the swanton, Joey, tell us about that because you mentioned that he doesn't work it anymore. He said he doesn't he just, work it anymore. I don't know if it's like the the, uh, the bump that he takes uh, based on that. He said, well, what does like working the swanton mean? Like, you know, like hitting it like on your top of your shoulders and neck or whatever. And uh, okay. like, yeah, yeah, hitting, yeah hitting no, he just fucking lands on him. Yeah, he lands on him. I guess it breaks his fall, but it probably hurts his opponent more. But it's still oh, safe. Yeah. It's still perfectly safe. It's just pretty. It looks just really stiff. Yeah. Honestly, it looks way it's, better. Yeah. So it does look way better. And as long as he hits him like where he's supposed to hit him, it's fine. But the yeah. way he does it now is like the way you would. If for some reason you were fighting someone and you had him down and you're on top of something, you're like, I'm gonna hit him with the swanton. It's exactly how you would do it. Like, yeah, it's like <laughs> maybe a shoot, uh, maybe yeah. you'd land on their head. I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that. Um, yeah, it's just. Ever tell you about the time Joey tried to swanton in a fight when he got a dude down? He ended up losing the fight that he had already won. Yeah, it also didn't happen. <laughs> well, you weren't like jumping on like denying that. I was like, oh man, like, like I'm just like, I'm just like, how, whip it on how many time. more of these do we need to have? <laughs> I don't think we've had enough yet. Next up, we had possibly match of the night, if not a match of the year contender. <laughs> Anna Jay versus Jade Cargill for the TBS championship. This should have been a Rampage match and not even a Rampage main event. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think they actually did have a Rampage main event at one point. Or they were at least had a match on Rampage, and it was like a thousand times better than this. This was really bad. It was also it also had like all like the dog and pony show stuff, the baddies come out, Smart Mark Sterling comes out, it gets taken out by John Silver. That was probably the the highlight of the match. Uh, Jade whipped out a tour of the islands that I'm going to call the tour of the peninsula because it was not quite what it should have been. Oh my uh, god, yeah, <laughs> horrible. Has she do- has she done that before? No, I've, I don't think I've ever seen her do it. I don't. In a match. Yeah, insane. And then Jeff Cobb literally just fucking debut or just showed up there, and you're going yeah. to do the move? Insane. And it was terrible. This is something going back a couple weeks. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interject, but. Um, there was something a couple weeks ago where, or not even a couple weeks, it might have been last week, and I forgot to mention it. But Jay, but uh, Anna Jay, when she came out to, to she like, made the save. When the, yeah, when she made the save and she had the weapon, and she she got right up to Jade, and didn't fucking swing, and Jade just she just stood there staring at her like and didn't hit her. <laughs> what it was so stupid looking, and it it, it gave me a flashback. Because I remember, um, uh, I think uh, it was uh, one of my t- tag partners, Bull. He uh, did, he did the same thing. We we did like a fucking rush. We made the save in the ring, and one of the heels fucking lollygagged, and he fucking popped him so hard with the fucking chair, like bad. And he wasn't supposed to hit him with the chair, but the fucking dude didn't get out of the ring. And Jay took her sweet time getting out of the ring and made Anna Jay look stupid. But then Anna Jay looked stupid by not hitting her, like. If you get to that point, mm-hmm. you might as well just fucking hit her, like that, because otherwise you expose yourself. I don't know, but ever well, since I think I, s- I think part of this is like a problem with the fact that they're both pretty green. So green like I yeah. think um, this match really kind of exposed that. Where I think Anna Jay is like serviceable, but she wrestles, she wrestles almost like a video game character, where it's like very pre-programmed. You can tell that like she's thinking about, all right, I do this, then I'm gonna do that. And not really yeah. like adapting on the fly, and that's kind of where things fall apart. So, yeah, like she's not going to necessarily think like, "Oh, well, Jade's still here. I have a chair. Should I attempt to use it?" 
the video game analogy is really good because yeah, when she's when she's moving, it looks like she's going into an animation. Yeah, straight up, and like, and and that's that's the thing. Like when I saw that, I was like, this match is gonna be garbage. Like I knew it immediately. Remember but, that little heel kick that she did, like that little hook heel kick that she did. Oh was like, my yeah. god! It was like dude. shades of Stacy Keebler. <laughs> that, dude, I'm telling you, Stacy Keebler fucking did it better. She laid it in. Probably. Yeah, I think you're right. Insane, dude. Holy fuck, that was bad. Uh, and then that leads to the finish. Uh, Stokely Hathaway comes out for the distraction. Jade hits uh, an avalanche version of her finisher. Beats Anna, then the baddies attempt to attack, but Chris Stantlander makes the save, followed by the debuting Athena. So you have a debut of Stokely Hathaway. Yeah, two debuts, but you have the debut of Stokely Hathaway that was so unceremonious. Just random. He was apparently brought in last minute. Like his 90 days literally just expired. Even, even, or like, like, it's like, you mean like right before he went running out? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, no. Like, like, okay, it's over in three, two. Okay, it's literally over. Go, go, go. But yeah, he, he was did, just in the ring all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. He didn't come out and say anything on the mic. You could have like added to that segment, but he's good on the mic. You could have had like had that segment where he came out, fucking started saying shit on the mic. It reminded you of like fucking ECW or some shit. Like that was fucking weird, just unceremonious, like just randomly and like and and also here's Stokely Hathaway, mm-hmm. and then people had no idea, like had no idea, like it was just so bad. I think if they would have said and also here's Stokely Hathaway, that would have been more than what we had. Yeah, he was maybe. in the ring all of a sudden. I think did did anybody know, even? I think it? I to be fair, I think um this was a Bleacher Report issue a little bit uh where we did miss like a few seconds because I did see a clip oh. of him like actually coming down for the distraction. He didn't. I don't think he said anything. Like he didn't have a mic, but he is like you know shouting and whatnot. Right. Right. I mean, he need he needed a mic. Yeah. But um, yeah, this was fucking horrible. Everything about this was horrible. Um, I guess it's cool that Athena was there, but why? You know, I just it's it's know. weird because it's almost like she didn't really. It wasn't a spot where she's running in heroically. Maybe she was evening the odds with the baddies, but that's what it looked like. It didn't really seem like they I know were they, they sort of they throwing had, down the channel. They had something. They had like some little back and forth on Twitter at one point. It was very obvious they were working, but. Well, I'm going to colloquially call this team the goodies. Okay. <laughs> I like it. The goodies versus the baddies. Yeah. Just, you know. Okay. <laughs> Keep right. it straightforward. Yeah. This was the worst match on the whole card, I think. Yeah, I don't think that, uh, with, that's like, really Without question. question, this did not belong on the show. You could have shortened this show down with just by not having this. Just do this on Dynamite. Or like, Rampage. It doesn't. Or yeah, Rampage, just... yeah. Just fucking fit this in somewhere. Like we've been saying it from the beginning. Not only there was there couldn't be more reasons that this should have been on just Dynamite or Rampage or something like that. I know I they think, wanted to have I think they want Jade on the pay per view. That's the big thing. Yeah, and but, it goes yeah. back to what we were saying earlier where we'll get her mm-hmm. an opponent that makes sense for a pay per view yeah. like she could have had a match from start to finish, a better opponent, and you didn't do all the fucking bullshit and you save those for dynamite or something. And then you can that way you can split up the debuts. They had her on TV, you know, whether or not she was with the baddies or cutting quick promos and staying relevant. Why not use that time, that even the brief time that she was popping up to build an actual opponent? You know, I mean, they built 
Marina Shafir with video packages and, and mm-hmm. promos. And that felt way and more like big A-Batch. time. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. straight up. Yeah, that felt way more big time mm-hmm. than this. Yeah, I agree. It was on TV. I think that that's like one of their growing pains, really, is that they, um, it's the way the pay-per-views are spaced out that like sort of they feel that like, well, you know, this is the program we're in. I mean, granted, this one just kind of like it appeared out oh, yeah. of thin air. Um, but you're right. Like, it's sort of like, you know, like that one, you're right, felt more big time, but it was just sort of like, well, there's no pay-per-view around. So like, this is just going to be on our, um, was it on like one of the special shows, like Battle of the Belts or something? I don't even remember, but. I think it was, but even still that, and that's fine. That's fine. If they want to, yeah. you know, I'm good with big TV matches, but, um, you got to do that again for a pay-per-view and yeah. maybe even with more, more so, emphasis, yeah. with more emphasis. Yeah, I think, <laughs> okay. I think it's definitely one of the things that like affected this match. Oh, I mean, I, I think nothing would have really saved this match, to be fair. Um, but, uh, you know, this match and a couple others where there was kind of just like, well, let's just put it on the pay-per-view. They put the emphasis on the wrong syllable here, for sure. Dude, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just referencing Seinfeld, but... Uh, they could, uh, I mean, I, they, if they left this off the show, too, I get that they wanted to have her on the on the pay-per-view, but not everybody can be on the pay-per-view. They could have kept her off the show, and they could have tightened up the fucking pay-per-view. But if you want to present bit. her like a big star, you do want her on the pay-per-view. And I think that that is very much their intent, is to make her a bigger star. Uh, everything was backwards. I don't know. Whatever. Again, when you got... want to make her a bigger star, you've got you've got to have her go through yeah, yeah. somebody bigger than Anna J. Yeah. Because, you know, Red Velvet goes through Anna J probably. I did find it funny that like um at the end of the match when Chris came out, like um I think Joey, you were the one who was like, Oh sweet, like we're gonna get like Chris, nope. Jade, and then like she just stares down Red Velvet. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. She yeah, she goes after Red Velvet instead. What? <laughs> Because what they've the got a little. Oh, they this? used to be friends. They used to be friends, and not anymore. But they there, they so horribly sold that for their actual match that they had recently mm-hmm. that like yeah. it does feel like we're kind of like retroactively like oh hey like we kind of we gave you guys a tournament match that we like sort of acknowledged this was a thing but didn't really do anything with it. Let's actually do that now. Yeah, she just beat her. She you just beat her. Why are you getting in her face again? Like, shouldn't she know. be getting in your face? I think because he sense. attacked her after the match, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's not big time. No. We want big time. Monster yes. Pop is a big time podcast, and we want big time matches. Well, speaking we of big time matches. Big, big time women and big time mid-sized sedans. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of big time, House of Black versus Death Triangle. Um, This match was pretty good. I had a lot of fun watching this match. Not as good as we that match they had on that pre-show, like last pay-per-view, but it was pretty good. You're right. And we mentioned this one might be the show stealer, and here's what kept that from feeling true. Number one, BR Live fucking dropping out during the match, kind of killing yeah. the pacing. Yeah. And us kind of being dicks and and laughing at the Brody King. <laughs> <laughs> Like dive? Were we dicks? Or... That dive was hilarious. Yeah, I mean it was. Well, he but... like he looked. He looked. I think it was weird too because he like did like the catering to the crowd, looking around thing. Like should oh, he do man. it? Which didn't oh. really make oh, sense. Oh yeah, for his he did character. the thing that we said. Yeah, we, we said that he should do that, and then like he did, and then fucking fell. Oh my dude, it was such yeah, like he... fart in church level shit. <laughs> It was so bad. The crowd kind of popped, but it was very much because like they were on the other side of the ring and they just assumed that he hit it because he. I mean, he kind of did, but he, you know, his back hit the ring <laughs> first. They recovered oh, from yeah. it fine. I saw someone on 
someone I follow on Instagram was out of the country, so they were back yesterday and they were catching up with a pay-per-view. And they'll do that thing where, where they'll film the TV when they think a big spot is coming up. And they were filming during the spot where, because it happened in a succession of dives where everyone in the match was, or two or three people in the match were taking turns going over before him, right? And doing yeah. whatever, like topes or... Oh, well, actually, the, that segment led off with like sort of a botch too, where um, they tried to, uh, the Phoenix did a dive to uh, Buddy, and he tried to do a, like, move off of it, but, like, oh, it was, yeah. like, a little too quick. Um, That's so okay, because it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like, I tried to catch you, and it was really hard, and I didn't quite get you, but I'm going to get you now. and th- So that's okay. And really, you know, it's okay for what happened to Brody to happen, too, but, yeah, back to this person, they were, they were filming it, and they were just marking out for all the dives over the top rope, and then when Brody started keying up, they were like, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then he, you know, bumps on the apron, and they're just kind of, like, God. quiet, and you hear them kind of go, uh. <laughs> it was just really funny. <laughs> well, if, you're, if you were a fan of this spot, you, you did get um, your justice later in the show. Yeah, and then there was that there was that um, Penta and Phoenix uh, double team where I, I'm not sure Phoenix kind of, I can't remember who he had. He was going to hit him with, like the like, a spike pile driver. And uh, Phoenix kind of jumps over him and barely taps, and it was really confusing. So it sucks that we were so confused by that and that maybe we thought the king spot was so funny that it might have taken away from our enjoyment of the match. But the big thing that killed this for us was BR Live dropping out a couple times during this Mm -hmm. and having to refresh because uh, it kills. Man, that kills the fucking flow and momentum of the match. It's like watching a movie where you're like, all right, I'm going to watch this movie, and then you get distracted, and you have to restart it the next day, and it kills the pacing of the of the film or whatever. It's yeah. like the same thing with wrestling matches. I think you're right. I think the pre-show match was better, maybe because it was a little shorter. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. The, the pre-show match that they had at the pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not, yeah. not hook out of them. But yeah, the, it takes us to the finish. Uh, Pac goes for the Black Arrow. Uh, before that, this is like a multi-stage thing. Before that, Buddy comes in to make a save. Pac then transitions to a 450 Moonsault that looked fucking great. It was Springboard Moonsault. Um, hit him. Then goes back up again for the Black Arrow, but the lights go out. Then Julia Hart hits the ring and sprays him with the Black Mist. That knocks him down. Malachi hits the Black Mask and house of black wins what is it with the um you know cool this is you know cool a little payoff or whatever what is it with like the girls doing like dark gimmicks and then wearing the fucking pigtails can we just like not do that anymore it's so weird like why she do they want to like, look like yeah. children they well it, look it, like... Was, it was like her hairstyle before right i don't think she really did anything with her hair different she yeah. did she did she did the fucking pigtails she, she was doing them. that yeah, I think she was doing that before. Yeah, but like still, like the dark yeah, character I mean, with the pigtails, that needs to go. Well, and yeah, she, I mean, like when it's like a similar hairstyle that you had as a cheerleader, then maybe, yeah, we should make that visual change. She looks some. like a girl at your office that used to be a cheerleader, and then she like discovers Sisters of Mercy. So she starts wearing like the black, <laughs> like a well, business attire. Well, like I, I, I like I liked that look, but you know, it just felt like a, like a, um, it reminded me too much of Alexa Bliss doing the fucking like fiend gimmick, whatever the fuck she was calling herself. Yeah, Where she did the corrupted about, by yeah. the fiend. Yeah, she did. Like, it's like the exact same thing. Like do something. Except different. there, she dressed up as a little girl, so it's a little different. <laughs> Doesn't this have more impact if 
she does this on Varsity Blondes because they had teased that she was gonna, you know, hit. Um, yeah, but they're they're kind of small time. Yeah, but that was the that was the gimmick she was in. Like that's you know that yeah. was the little that was yeah. her people. So yeah, hundred percent. She should turn on. She should have like the full turn by t- by turning on the people that she was with. hundred percent. Maybe we'll get yeah. that again. Who knows. Moving on, we then had the first Owen Hart final, Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. Uh, at this point, we noticed a guy in the crowd had a Nia Jax's legitimately my favorite wrestler t-shirt. <laughs> Imagine not only like purchasing that shirt, but wearing it and wearing it to an AEW pay-per-view. On the front row. He paid a lot of money yeah. to sit in the front row to wear that shirt. Probably especially but, at a pay-per-view. Like, Damn. But honestly, yep. respect. I mean, we know respect why he was wearing it. Yeah. Was is that shirt just like a red bubble like print on yeah, man shirt? Or... Yeah, straight up bootleg okay. shirt. Nia Jax okay. doesn't get a scent. <laughs> well, I know she doesn't get a scent, but I didn't know if like some like you know how they'll do like limited runs of shirts. There's like yeah. Instagram accounts and little shops, spot like yeah. Shopify's and stuff that'll do limited run shirts, and then you know then they'll have just fucking whatever on red bubble. I guess that's the latter. Yeah. Up until this match. I don't mean to be dour or negative, but I'm really disappointed in this pay-per-view so far. Um, you know, the the six-man that we just talked about was really good, but it wasn't, like we said, as good as the match they had on the pre-show at the previous and, pay-per-view. And, I like, those guys, like, always usually, like, deliver on a pretty high level. So, like, if you had that on TV, there probably wouldn't have been a major difference. True. With everything else that was going on in this show and, and leading up to this, the MJF Wardlow match, like separated from all the shit over the weekend, that didn't do anything for me. It was just, I thought that was really paint by numbers and predictable. I, and, and I'm really down on this pay per view. At this point, I'm, I've got it like at a C minus or something. Um, I'm really disappointing and, and disappointed until this match pops up. With that said, um, this match ruled. So <laughs> it did. Yeah, yeah this really good. Did. This is this, this was uh, maybe the, I I can't decide if this is the best match on the card or the second best match, but it was uh, mm-hmm. it was definitely up there. They fucking tore it up. Joe is fucking is fucking amazing. I think fe- I feel not like really slowed down at all. What's up with that? Yeah, and uh, I, I've seen better. people say that he's he better. has, he's, which I think is he, wild. Which is crazy. He's better. I think he's even better than he's ever been. Maybe and long. Been watching, maybe long run like a Joe cross. since. Two oh, thousands, yeah. yeah. We've been watching yeah. Joe since early two thousands, and like oh, yeah, almost twenty years. Yeah, he's he's better. I think there's things he does better for sure. You know, I mean, obviously he's older, and maybe they're thinking like across, you know, however many matches, like his matches are shorter and and stuff. But this isn't Ring of Honor in in two thousand four, where yeah. you've got him in the main event and he's doing, you know, twenty minutes to an hour long matches every you know main event. But, but man, we watched him work, and you know he could. Like, it's not that he's like slowed down. It's just he. Don't, this isn't the place to have those matches. Right, right. But you could so, tell he could. Maybe and maybe he could do another hour long match with CM Punk. And man, I God, I hope we get Joe versus. Punk I hope four. we do. Yeah, holy God fuck. damn it. Yeah. Oh, run that God. back. Run that shit back. That's just a Straight classic up. series. And Straight up. there's no way they, they miss don't that do up. it, right? Man, I would think not, but. I, like I even just like a short feud, even like there's no way they don't like, unless there's like heat between them for whatever reason. But I mean, I, think so. I think they're they boys. used to be like really good fucking yeah. friends. You they're know? like best buds. Or as CM Punk says, 
somehow sober but sounding like a drunk on the Joe versus Necro match. <laughs> That's my best friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. Joe's like, he does do that. Wanna... Um, you need to watch that EOD if you've never seen Joe versus any, any, anybody out there. You guys, if you haven't seen Joe versus Necro, look that shit up like right now. Like pause the show absolutely. and watch it. I, and it's not the type of match that I would normally count, you know, among my favorite matches. Like if if I listed my top 50 matches of all time, there wouldn't be too many kind of wild, hardcore, no-holds-barred type fucking just brutal wrestling matches on there in this style with guys like Necro, but this is probably my top five favorite wrestling matches of all time. Straight up, honestly, agreed. But okay, um, yeah, do Joe versus Punk 4. Don't shit the bet on that like you've been shitting the bet on some other things. And Adam Cole versus Joe was really great. And they were both really great. Adam Cole still like there's he's such a weird like wrestler to me. I don't get like I really just don't get Adam Cole. Um I think he's a really good wrestler. I still don't get him, but like man, when he needs to deliver, he does. 100%. And it's kind of like yeah. interesting like cuz I guess I'm kind of I was used to like his NXT run where like most of the guys in NXT weren't like super big and he was like kind of, you know, roughly the same size as them, but like Seeing him with some of these bigger guys like Joe or even like Hangman, like just seeing him like just like get destroyed by these guys is like yeah, aw- like the way he sells for them like every yeah, lariat felt like yeah every lariat felt like he got like hit by a shotgun. Yeah, he can bump and Joe is so explosive that it just went so fucking well together. Yeah, and then uh, I, like a subtle thing, but I noticed like at the start of the match that Joe's bandage was like twice the size it was with the Kyle O'Reilly match. Which of course, you know, forecasted the spot. You know, the, you know, right? They're gonna go for the arm, and that's how. Uh, what well, more damage was done to it? Yeah, yeah, and that's how Cole picks up the win there. Um, we talked also, more about his more about his selling in this match. Was it was continued to be great? Yeah, and exemplary. We kind of called Adam Cole winning, and again, we don't get Jay Lethal interfering to cost Joe the match, which um, kind of surprised. Did you get me. fish though? Oh, that's right. Yeah, and that's just not who I expected right here. It made sense as he's like, you know, Cole's goon. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think a part of me thinks that they're waiting for like an ROH event to like fire off the uh, Joe Lethal match, maybe. But yeah, maybe know. that will be the payoff. But I mean, they would <laughs> at least like do something else. They've been doing stuff on TV for a while, you know. That's yeah, like Jay just decided. You know what, guys? We've been fucking with Joe a lot, and he's in this tournament. <sighs> Let's just leave him alone until this turn. Like, <laughs> yeah, straight up. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that they're like you know heels with some sense of honor. Um, not not as a pun, but like they're like you know like this is a memorial tournament. Like, come on, like also interesting after the match. Interestingly enough, um, but not Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish is good with interfering yeah. in the memorial tournament. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> also something something to to and we'll we'll get to this match too, but um. Adam Cole had interference for to win, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly did not. Um, and after this match, uh, they delay awarding Cole his uh, trophy, which at that minute they did that, I'm like, oh, I, I predicted wrong for the women's match. 100% Brits winning. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were going to be up there at the same time. Yeah, and I was like, okay, yeah. I get that. So then that takes yeah. us to Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker. Um, I thought this was pretty decent, uh, though we get some weird entrances 
We get a guitarist from Fozzy playing during Brit's entrance. This oh, was man. horrible. Ugh. The fuck was that? The fucking notes in Brit's song are so fucking simple that like a beginner could play it. And so, like, it was it was nothing. It didn't add anything, and it was super weird that they played the music so loud over his fucking guitar playing. But yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you couldn't it. even hear it. So yeah, I couldn't hear him. But what was really strange is the camera kept mugging on the guy, like we were supposed to have a pop for him. Like, oh my god, it's him! They got him! They got him! What? Who's this fucking? He plays for Fozzy. What? No, Jericho's got some pole, man. That's hundred percent what it is. It's just like nobody. Fuck! I don't, I don't think anybody there, other than the worst marks, knew who this guy was. Yeah, I had to and look it up. He looks like a fucking tool. <laughs> I just can't believe he got. To, and here's Britt coming out so for the mad. match. Why? Why are they fucking putting the camera in his face so much? And he's fucking yeah. looking for that goddamn camera. Yeah, he's fucking getting up in that. Like, he if they're not getting, you know, if if they're not getting on him, he's getting on the camera. But the truck keeps switching to him. What the fuck was that? Yeah, this, that's that. not. It yeah. was terrible. What was a lot better, though, was we had Rancid give a live performance for Ruby Soho's entrance. Was it better? It was better. <laughs> in, fact, in fact, I'd go, as, I'd go as far as saying it was probably the best musical performance I've ever seen in pro wrestling. You did mention that you thought it was a little bit better than Machine Gun Kelly. I didn't say that at all. <laughs> I said it was like, like, and that's that's a low bar. Honestly, to God, honest to God, that's a low bar, but but it's it's true. And it's also really sad. Take it for what it is, <laughs> is the worst. I mentioned I haven't listened to those guys since I was 14, so I haven't really looked at them since I was 14. Yeah. I just remember the way they looked then. And flash forwarding, you know, an undisclosed number of years later, seeing how old they are now, I'm just like, oh, yeah, God, I'm a fucking old. I'm an old guy. I've got to be an old guy. <laughs> These guys look this fucking old. I mean, it wasn't bad here. It was, I mean, I, I didn't hate this at all. Like, it, and it sounded good. Like, they sounded like, imagine that. The punk band is the one that fucking sounds the most, like, high quality. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, they were, you know, they were pretty, let's see. You remember, like. Bullshit aside, they were a pretty professional band by the yeah, time they, they recorded are. This, this song. True. And, like, but it, it just sounded good. And then, um. Like I just think back to like all the WWE performances that sounded really bad, and then the recent Cody's remember, the, in, remember uh... Cody's entrance was horrible. <laughs> was that was one of the worst? That might be that was among the worst. And then we had like Limp Biscuit and Kid Rock, and oh my god, it always sounded so bad. The choir and, entrance uh, for Jericho wasn't that bad. Yeah, fair enough. But still. did Living Color do CM Punk's song? on wwe or was that more recent like why does my why is my brain Wait, having trouble like has that ever happened wrestlemania 29 yeah 29 i don't remember that at all that so i never seen that one so maybe um yeah maybe i'm fucking wrong every time i get in your car you got that song on the fucking playlist <laughs> <laughs> remember that time like uh, <laughs> i remember that time we left like the iron man movie and the guy oh, was God. like in his truck with the windows open and he was playing like the fucking Ozzy Osbourne Iron Man song, like jamming out. Oh my I didn't even God. see them. Yeah. I don't even but, think but he it saw was the so movie. cringe. It was, yeah, we saw was, the movie. It was, it was Iron no, Man. No, we saw it, but I'm saying, I think yeah. like he was waiting for the audience to get out of the midnight showing or whatever. So he, he could no, just drive just, by and blast no, it. No, we had us. just saw it and he was straight leaving. And he, he was like, have, he must have been like an employee because he was already yeah. out there, like with the song queued up and already pulled up to the front. Like, no, he was passing he by. Like, he got to his car. Like we probably stopped to take a piss or something. Out there, he's like, "Fuck, yeah. I got an idea." We probably Wait stopped to these motherfuckers. We probably stopped to you. Play. 
we probably stopped to use the bathroom and he just mm -hmm. got out there before us and he was leaving. I remember because the exact same thing happened. The reason why I bring it up is because the exact same thing happened when I was a kid. I went to watch a WrestleMania at um, at fucking Hooters or something like that. It was like Hooters or Buffalo Wild Wings or just some like wings place because they showed it like at the showed it there or whatever. Your and dad I remember took you over to the lodge that I fucking and when I was leaving. When I was leaving, there was a guy, same exact thing, except instead of a white truck, it was a black truck, windows open, fucking trying to like feeling all fucking badass. And he was like, he was like jamming Triple H's fucking motorhead theme. Oh, no. He was like, it's all about the game. And he was like driving by, like trying to be cool, oh, like fucking God. had it blasting, dude. It was the cringiest thing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, anyways, yeah. I, I, that made me fucking think about that. Just these fucking live performances and shit like that. But back to the match itself. Um, I, th I thought it was pretty decent. Um, it was not what uh, I think JR said that this could be match of the year. It was not match of the year. But it was decent. Um, <clears throat> Ruby did this really weird sharpshooter uh, that uh, I guess she was playing Limbo at the same time. Everyone had trouble putting the sharpshooter on in the show. Dude, nobody, not a one like, person did the sharpshooter right. Not one. Seemed like everyone like fell trying to put it on, so they were like <laughs> on the ground while they were trying to administer it. Dude, what is this? And we saw like what three happened? or four times on this show. Yeah, like there was one where it was like a reversal, so like on a really low move, so it made sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But How everyone, when they got into it, they just like went right down to the mat. How fucking embarrassing. Jesus was, Christ. Was this the match that J.R.? No, no, no. It was when he was describing Athena, and he was like, she's a physical woman. <laughs> <I couldn't laughs> yeah, she exists. She exists. <laughs> yeah. yeah, as opposed to, uh, you know, the metaphorical woman that we uh, <laughs> regularly encounter. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Oh the metaphysical God. ones. <laughs> he, he did say, I love watching wrestling, which I guess, you know, Kind of a self-explanatory. <laughs> Wrestling is cool. He's been saying the weirdest shit lately. It's almost just like he's reflecting weird. on his life and just confirming that, you know what? My life has been well spent because I really do like professional wrestling. I love watching <laughs> I it. I like wrestling. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Force the gun to his head. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> um, anyways, Britt wins with a roll-up completely clean and uh, gives, you know, shakes Ruby's hand, which was shocking. But there you go. So she goes over clean. Uh, first time in a while, I think. Then uh, Cole comes down to celebrate with her. And Tony Khan brings out Doc Dr. Martha Hart. She gives a nice little speech, you know, remembering Owen and gives them the uh, Owen Cup trophy and a couple belts. We can, I guess we can move on then to the next match, the mixed tag match between Men of the Year and Paige Van Zant versus uh, Frankie Kazarian, Sammy Guevara, and Ty Conti. Entrances, it was kind of weird seeing um, Frankie and all of them, they come out with those belts that they stole. And like Frankie especially is just like acting like this is like a belt that he like legitimately won. That um, was very strange. What's, <laughs> the deal with the, what's the deal with the BMF? Belt that means like bad motherfucker or something. It, it, it means, means like bad motherfucker. Yeah. No, I I looked it up. It it, it was really weird. Like it's not even like There's a full. Some, it's like it's like that. It's like that. It's like the uh, FTW belt of the MMA world. It means baddest mother motherfucker in the game. So bad motherfucker. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. But you need to like give it. You know, it's a title, dude. It's an official MMA title. You got to give it its full. 
People can pay for that. You got to give it its full effect. Um, Ty is dressed as Melissa, um, uh, Melissant or Maleficent for whatever reason. Maleficent. Yeah. Sammy is dressed as, uh, I just wrote down, a dark dude. Uh, this was a really fucking weird match. Um, half of it is, like, kind of serious. Uh, Ethan Page is in there with Sammy. He just, like, brutalizes him. Like, he's been, you know, cutting these promos about how much he wants to, like, just destroy Sammy, and he does it. Gets a huge face reaction, even though, you know, both guys are heels. Uh, Scorpio and Frankie go at it, uh, quite a bit. Um, they're, you know, serious, but Sammy and Ty are, like, 100% not taking this match seriously. They are going full on, like, you know, heel, just, you know, making out in the middle of the match. Uh, when they're not in the match, like, I noticed at one point, like, you know, they're where they're both, you know, in their tag corner, and, like, Sammy's just, like, looking at her ass and whatnot while she shakes it. It's just really fucking weird, childish stuff. I kind of uh, I kind of like the, the, like, silly heel stuff that they're doing. I like but... that, but I don't like it when they're, like, you know, like, let's, like, let's do it in the middle I... of the ring. Well, also, like, the, uh, the, the fucking their shot at the title ever again is on the line and they're not taking it seriously yeah like it's the least serious they've ever taken anything yeah. it doesn't make any sense um eventually Paige van zant tags in it's the first time we've seen her in the ring uh she gets a big pop i thought she was okay i don't think she did anything like super offensive uh she did almost kill ty on a michinoku driver but that was to oh me, my the biggest god thing to that watch. was the most that was the most <laughs> dangerous looking shit i've ever seen i thought yeah. she was dead she got awesome. up like immediately right afterwards, though. Like it I was... thought she was straight dead. That was the biggest thing to watch going in, into this match was how she was going to acquit herself or otherwise. And you're right, she wasn't. Other than you know doing a shoot Michinoku driver <laughs> on time, Jesus, she didn't really uh, make a fool of herself like we had seen before. I still don't like her. I still don't think she has any business being in a on a pay-per-view match or, you know, whatever. I don't, and does she, she says really she have only that... wrestles pay-per-view. God, does she, <laughs> does she have that? Do people care about her on the whole, like in, in terms of like the MMA wrestling crossover? Is there enough, you know, interest in her to really justify this? You know what I mean? Of the, of the fans that have, of the fans that are, that are dual fans of combat sports and professional wrestling. I mean, she gets good crowd reactions, but she gets and also like she's probably I think she's got like a pretty popular OnlyFans. So that's that's the real crossover. I mean, right there. and the thing is, you know, Ooh. people that pay for fucking OnlyFans, they'll fucking follow that girl anywhere. So yeah, I mean, buying no offense to people that pay for like, OnlyFans, not to fucking you know. Just don't I just don't see how her OnlyFans is that popular. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's a crowd for everything, right? Oh, come she on. looks like the lady standing in front of you at the fucking like grocery store or whatever, like trying to get her kids in line. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird comparison. That's pretty dead on. <laughs> kind of, the minute you said it to you, I was like, fuck, like, I can't, there's, there's no rebuttal to that. <laughs> That's dead on, straight up. Um. Anyways, the uh, team's eventually dysfunct, well... Frankie's team eventually dysfunctions. Uh, he just like leaves uh, Ty and Sammy for a bit. They get wrecked. Uh, he comes back in, um, you know, because he still wants to win. He still wants, you know, title matches and stuff. Um, but he, they both get in his face. They're angry with him. Uh, Sammy tries to super kick him, but instead he hits Ty Conte for a major pop because, yay, you know, intergender violence. Yeah, that always gets a pop in <laughs> wrestling, no matter how fucking progressive or woke we get 
You want to pop a crowd? Fucking have a dude fucking stiff a woman on the show. Yeah. It just ne- never fucking fails to get a pop. <laughs> yep. I don't care if it's a baby face or what. Like, you're going to get a pop. Have Randy Orton, RKO, you know, woman or whatever out of nowhere. <laughs> and you're, they're going to pop the crowd. And, like, it's, it's you know, it's a check. It's definitely a cultural check. Yeah, 100%. Um, anyways, Scorpio hits the TKO on Frankie, and they win, and Frankie and Sammy can no longer challenge to the TNT title, which means that scene can finally move on. Thank fucking heavens, but yeah. Yeah, we also- get uh, we do get a brief bit or later in the show where Dante Martin challenges Scorpio, so we'll be getting that match soon. But again, it's wrestling. They can, you know, write themselves out of that anytime they anytime they wish. I think what right. what will happen first is it'll be like cyborg Sammy, a black Sammy, a boy oh Sammy, <laughs> and what what were the other ones like uh, mullet Sammy? Um, oh, he's the, like Superman. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this is like obviously, yeah. Like they could undo this down the line, but I think this is like just like we're ending this. Like we wanted to put these people on the pay per view, so that's why we prolonged this feud unnecessarily but yeah i mean this this just needed to move on it was not great <laughs> what was great though was kyle riley versus darby allen yeah this was, i can't decide yeah. if this is the best match on the card or if it's the um or if it was joe. the joe yeah because this I, match I, yeah fucking i'm gonna ruled. give it was yeah jaw dropping mm-hmm. i'm gonna give the slight edge to this because I think just because of how surprising it was and the suspense of like just Darby's recklessness and <laughs> volatility, you know what I mean? It adds something, yeah. and yeah. and that's both in kayfabe and legit, you know, because he's so fucking crazy. And you know, he did that bottom rope tope that he does, and oh my fucking, god, like oh my god, kind of crashed and burned on, it and somehow still. But almost immediately too, there was uh, that um, spot with uh, him and O'Reilly, where like O'Reilly got him like down to his knees, and he just like knees Darby in the face, like just super hard. Like, and that, he's like, yeah, oh, yeah. It, yeah. It opened the open fucking match. yeah, and it busted his mouth open. Busted yeah. his mouth. Oh, that was so stiff. The craziest spot of the whole match, though, was uh, was when he grabbed his fucking like chain or for, that that was around oh, Darby's yeah. neck, oh, and he God. fucking put it and he put it in his mouth, so it was like stretching his like the like. It was, you know, you, you mm, can imagine, yeah. and he fucking yeah. picked him up by it like backwards, like and was, he fucking held him there until it popped, it broke under the pressure. Oh, so cool! And that was I don't crazy. Think Darby, correct me if I'm wrong, but Darby wasn't really holding it, was he? I think he was being. I think the way they worked it is he kind of used um, O'Reilly's body as like a lever to. to they get off did. The ground. I think there's so, just yeah. there's just really no way to work that. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, he could he could hold it a little bit off of his mouth feel, and try to control the pressure kind of like you do when you're getting like dragged around your neck but it's harder to do and i don't think i've seen that spot where the apparatus breaks under yeah. the pressure so cool i don't think i've it's ever so seen that spot period i've never seen anybody do that before o'reilly each match that he's had with these three matches he's had the one with joe and this and i think there was one prior where we're Phoenix. finally like that's right, yeah, Phoenix. This continues that trend where he's getting better and better and we're coming more and more around on him. Or or just not necessarily coming around on him, just it's apparent that he is getting into his yeah. like he's getting into his zone, right? He's getting into the fucking zone. The O'Reilly zone? <laughs> <laughs> fucking alley oop. 
we th- we we uh talk about like you know he has the WWE stink on him or whatever. I mean, eventually when you're really good at when you're really good at what you do, eventually that's gonna catch up and you know cream rises to the top or whatever they fucking say. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what's happening here. I mean, we're fucking noticing these guys that we're not really that we aren't really doing anything for us and they're fucking popping off. It's awesome. They were having yeah they were having some adjustment issues maybe or rust issues I don't know but. Maybe it's the cupping. You know, he's doing that cupping <laughs> on his back. He's coming out with those big hippie, hickeys. And ladies and gentlemen, do not, and other, do not fucking try that shit at home because I heated up some cups yesterday and burned the shit out of my back. I don't think that's how, yeah, I don't think that's how they work. Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to heat them up. <laughs> Damn it. That, that Just put some raw just, cups on there, you know, just, yeah. fucking, and whatever just you can find. That. Yeah. <laughs> put some sippy cups there, just, you know. Yeah, I got some sippy cups and some old bottles. Oh, fuck. Yeah, this was um, my opinion of this show is coming up, you know, and the last match fucking didn't do the show any favors. This thing hits, and it was in a good spot. I thought this was going to be relatively early in the card. This was a good move, so we're going to criticize them for, you know, whatever they did wrong with the order or, you know, the booking. This was um, This was a home fucking run. 100%. Save the show straight up. I mean, this yeah. this and Joe saved the show. It kind of did save the show. And O'Reilly getting the win. What what did you guys think that meant for like Darby's future or whatever? What I mean, they, we were talking about it. I I felt I felt that Dar- that Kyle O'Reilly was going to have like his big moment. I thought it was going to be in the tournament, and we were going to see something set up. But I guess that was really short sighted of me because it was very um, that would have been really fast for for there to be a, a Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole match. And, you know, that was short-sighted of me. But I, I could tell. I could I could feel that they wanted to do something with him. They just re-signed. They just uh, extended his contract. They obviously For wanted five to years. do something with him. Yeah, five fucking years. That's insane. So they obviously want to do something big with him. Maybe and, that's uh, why MJF is pissed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. <laughs> if, he puts on the, if he puts on this match, then well, he, I mean, he agreed to the he agreed to the extension for the Rays, and and EJF isn't so. Yeah. Um, and MJF's yeah, contract wasn't five years long. <laughs> yeah, so insane. This shocked us all, even though like we thought Darby was had this in the fucking bag, but yeah, it was cool. It, uh, looking at it, it makes sense. So I was wrong in my prediction, but I, I was also kind of right. What's Darby's <laughs> next move? I, I, mean, uh, I could see him like continuing this. To be honest, like I could see him like getting his win back, maybe. Because like I mean, that's like the whole the whole th- reason for this was that like Kyle Riley is the one who you know in kayfabe you know pilmanized Sting. Like, mm-hmm. so he's just so, gonna keep coming after him and losing until he fucking. I don't know. I don't know if that'll be. Like, I don't know if that'll where, be exactly what happens. At what point but, does like, he get revenge on him? You know, like. Well, I don't. I, I, don't I don't necessarily know that it's like this long build to revenge. I mean, it could be. Literally the next time they meet, I don't know. I guess Hardy's since Hardy's picked up the win on the Bucks, I guess they could continue that with Darby, and I hate to see it, but with Darby teaming with the Hardys and uh, taking on like Red Dragon or whatever, Cole. Um, and Cole, yeah, like until we get to, I I don't know if they're gonna go into proper Forbidden Door build build on Wednesday. They have to. That that pay per view is too soon, and they've already have with uh, with O'Connor and Cobb and. They got to get started, yeah. They've got three weeks of TV to um, to build this thing, so yeah. yeah. So he may not start doing anything with um, 
the undisputed elite because they've got some bullet club Expect shit something to do. crazy. I, I saw a report he could team that with okay. some, he could team with some New Japan talent though, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't like they're not gonna do like they're they're not gonna do this like a fucking invasion, which is which is good. And um, like I, I I saw, I mean, they're definitely starting tonight. I saw some uh, some stuff about um, they somebody spotted Okada in uh, oh shit. Somebody spotted Okada in Las Vegas already. So oh, shit. There you yeah. go. Okada Dude, and Darby. Here's the deal. If I'm out in public Darby. and I spot Okada, we always talk about you know who we would mark out for in real life, not just with wrestlers, but celebrities. Yeah. And I, do I remember we had this conversation when we used to work at the hotel and we get celebrities in there and it was always I never had any trouble maintaining like my professionalism because I didn't have any kind of I, first of all, it was easy because I never had any kind of reaction. So I never had to suppress anything or use any discipline right. but i used to say well if flair fucking randomly showed up and this was a long time ago You'd start hopping around like not yeah. caring that he fucking <laughs> saw point. you yeah wooing and uh this was a long time ago i said you this. said it, 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 it you said true. for flair and for flair and uh lawler <laughs> yeah okay lawler might still be true but <laughs> i eventually did see flair walked past me once and it didn't do anything for me so but that was years <laughs> later yeah well, I mean, it's yeah. just like, you know, being a mark or not, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember like, you know, it's funny. I, I remember like uh, whenever guys would get hired as like extras for like raw coming through and stuff like that. Like there was like a big problem with some of these fucking idiots, like, oh, man. Um, like being marks in the lock, like in the locker yeah, room. And asking for, oh, my God. Like, that's a great way to like never be taken seriously as a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Like just being in awe and like trying to take like photos of like your favorite wrestlers backstage like wow that is some mark shit but it's funny like, that you that we were talking about that because i mean it, it, it applies <laughs> it applies for anyone if i was out randomly like running an errand and i saw okada that might do it <laughs> you start just marking out oh bro oh bro i know you <laughs> yeah. are you I okada know what i would do you i'd do like a triple take i'm sure <laughs> Are you Okada? Are you, hey, dude, are you Okada? Are you the, are you Okada? You look just like this guy. Dude, you look just like Okada. I think you're Okada. Hey, are you famous? Hey, dude, are you yeah. famous? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, that's awesome that he's in town. Oh, I hope he shows up on TV. Yeah, well, week. somebody said that they spotted him. I mean, who knows? That could be, like, something that's not yeah. confirmed, but. Well, we'll see. Uh, next up, we have Serena Deeb versus Funderosa for the AEW Women's Championship. I thought this was, you know, we talked a bit about how, you know, it was Deeb like a pay-per-view worthy opponent. I think this was a pay-per-view quality match, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so, too. Really good. It, was, it wasn't bad. Yeah, this was pretty good. It was a lot better you than You missed I a lot of the early segments, too, Joey. Oh, really? It was That was awesome. Yeah, they, their fucking pace was crazy. They got tired a bit, but mm-hmm. it was understandable. Like, how can you not get tired? And, but they never did like rest spots though. They just slowed down that too. A yeah, they kept going. Sure. They were putting over Deeb's cardio too, and and she it just sucked because like understandably she got blown up. But yeah, I mean this was a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. It's just that the finish is really predictable. Again, you know I never took mm-hmm. Deeb seriously as a threat to take a belt off of Rosa, and I think going into a pay per view you want. Ideally, you want that idea to be in the fans' heads that, yeah, this wrestler could take the belt off of uh, your, your favorite champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, even as a grown fucking man who, who likes to pretend that, like, I'm a student of the game or you know, whatever, I don't care. Like, there's a mark in everyone. 
And I like that. <laughs> Deep you know? down inside, there's a mark in need. <laughs> yeah. And I like it. That's It's the connection to why I fell in, in love with wrestling when I was little. It still exists. It's just like so buried in bitterness and grime. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Uh, so yeah, this was a really good match. I think we all really enjoyed it. Um, exceeded some of our expectations. Uh, next up, um, a really wild match. We had Anarchy in the Arena, Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Blackpool Combat Club. So the JAS, nope. they're all out in like these like stark white outfits. I think, uh, David, you said it was uh, reminiscent of Clockwork Orange. Ish, a little bit, yeah. And yeah. of course, we've seen Jericho mark out for that with his uh, Pain Maker character, but they didn't go full Clockwork Orange. But yeah, kind of, they they definitely had that vibe coming out as a team. The finish was yeah. a little, a little Clockwork Orangey. <laughs> Basically, okay, Clockwork yeah. Orange, but like with the fucking Triple H hats. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's always smart to wear white when you know there's going to be fucking blood flowing. Straight up, oh, yeah. there, there was some blood in this match. Um, the Blackpool Combat Club come out to Moxie's entrance. Wild Thing and Wild Thing just plays for like a good chunk of this match. They loop it like three times, I think. Eventually, Jericho uh, rips out the sound system and it stops, but. It definitely added a vibe to this match, uh, as like everyone's just like beating the shit out of each other. You have spots with the camera cranes, all kinds of wild stuff. What did you guys think of this? The wild thing playing over and over. It's a far cry from when like New Jack did this. You know, <laughs> you know, with Tupac playing and it was New Jack doing his thing. Um, nowhere near as cool. Uh, more annoying than anything. Uh, I was. I was I felt thankful when Jericho destroyed the thing and then it stopped playing. I guess that was by design or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. I I I was going back and forth on this constantly throughout the match. Like, oh my god, this is so much fun and oh my god, this is horrible. I couldn't decide. I really couldn't. And um of course, uh leave it to Eddie Kingston for the big payoff uh for something and turning some chicken salad out of chicken shit and um Eddie yeah. came down looking like a fucking serial killer. It's a <laughs> horror With a movie. jerry can. God, with the fucking jerry can and just looked fucking insane. And yeah, that was the what, best part ge- of the I've never heard sure. it called a jerry can before. I've just called it a gas can. But gas, jerry gas can. can, can yeah. Way, jerry can sound sounds way cooler. That sounds way yeah. more old school. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> but um, yeah, he comes down to the ring. Uh, Danielson has Jericho in the LaBelle lock, but he just douses both of them in the gasoline. And that, you know, leads to some infighting, which kind of ultimately leads to the finish. Uh, Kingston gets taken out for Judas Effect, and uh, Danielson's on his own for Jericho and Jake Hager. Genius spot, by the way, where yeah. he's, he's pouring it on Jericho and some of it splashes onto onto Danielson and Danielson gets pissed. That was genius. I think he gets pissed because he doesn't really go after him until he pulls the lighter out and starts to light him. Like he's yeah, gonna burn yeah. him alive. He's and like, then he the slaps it doing? out of his hand. And like that's a really good way to get out of like what you what what could have been a disappointing payoff because the payoff ended up being like the dissension between Danielson and Kingston. It's obviously headed that way. Like like uh we've had like we've been talking about it. it's going exactly like we've predicted. Like we've had the CM Punk, next is Danielson, like this is all ultimately ending or, or leading to Kingston, you know, being the man. And it's cool. I think they had a missed opportunity here not using split screen stuff. Yep. Because there was, we missed a lot on the feed. And I yeah. can't remember if it dropped out too much for us. We, 
of, you know, with our VR live problems, but we're missing out on stuff just because they're following, you know, there's 10 people in this match and they're following, you know, usually two, sometimes three guys at a time. And between these breaks and sometimes like, I think like Matt Menard was just like coated in his own blood. Yeah. yeah. He and was like, you didn't see, bad, and, you didn't, yeah. and you didn't see how that happened. <laughs> yeah. What, what happened? But with, um, you know, you're right, Joey, they, I think were um, going for something of the new Jack vibe, which I always loved with the music plan, but mm. it didn't bother me. I just think like, I would have rather it been the Trogs version rather than the Runaways. Or what about this? What if it was Tone Loke's fucking wild thing playing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, yeah, <laughs> that would have been fucking awesome. But it I was guess. cool. Yeah, no, I really like the spot where like Jericho finally fucking smashes the soundboard, and it breaks. It just sucks that we still had to hear fucking, you know, all the other bad entrance music the rest of the show. <laughs> it would have been cool if like they were like, well, we can't our fucking soundboard smash. No more entrance music. I don't think anybody in AEW has cool enough music to play like that during a fucking fight. It's not easy to find something like that, honestly. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I mean, there's there's a huge difference between this fucking song and Tupac. Eddie coming down with that gas can. Like, we saw him disappear into a service elevator, and he mm-hmm. reappeared coming down the ramp, covered with blood, holding the jerry can. I'm gonna go and start using that from now on. And it was right out of a movie, right out of a really violent oh, yeah. movie. But it's also Terry Funk, Big Japan era. Mm-hmm. It was what a what a visual. Does it almost seem like too violent for wrestling when they tease these no. like absolute murder spots? Like you're gonna Fuck, burn no. somebody live or you're gonna decapitate someone's head in no. the ring? I mean, he cut that promo. This is, he, this is the right was, feud for it. This is hundred percent. I mean, he fucking tried to take his eye. You know, he fucking you know yeah. he threw the fireball and tried to take his eye. Like I can't think of a better opportunity, honestly. Yeah, it always seems like a little bit too much of a leap for me that somebody's gonna attempt murder straight up murder yeah yeah i can see it like you know in this situation i can see it like in the moment but whenever they do like those fucking home invasion angles or something like that and the cameras are there that's the shit that i can't believe but even then they did the one where um remember the brian pillman one where he had the gun yeah it's like the main one one yeah that that one's that one's insane (laughs) that one that they fucking featured on hard copy (laughs) did they really (laughs) oh yeah that was a story in the this is a controversy oh my God. carried over to you know the mainstream media or whatever at the time. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. I don't know. Maybe there's right ways and wrong ways to do them, but yeah, it's hmm. you're right. There, it's hard to buy that somebody's gonna die, but somebody could always die no matter what move you do. We almost saw fucking mm-hmm. Conti die from that Michinoku driver. I feel like I mean, Darby I, almost dies every match. And I, I really did like this. I thought this was a lot of fun. Um, and like you know, I was a little surprised to see the Appreciation Society win. But you know, this they can probably milk this feud for a while, to be honest. Because just with so many guys, there's so many layers you can work with. You know, you can have you know matches with you know like all these members for the most part. I mean, I don't really care about anything that involves Jake Hager, to be honest. But like everything else, I think you know you have a lot of layers with. You can have you know a little bit of infighting with you know Kingston and Danielson too, and like. I think there's there's a lot of story to milk out of this feud. Going at, going forward, you mean? Yeah. Looks like maybe King... I don't know if Kingston and Jericho is done, but it almost looks like they're going to... Um, I mean, they're... People are, people they're are thinking maybe, this is leading to a blood and guts. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, maybe. I mean, I, I guess, are they going to wrestle again? Oh, yeah, yeah, because they announced on Dynamite that it, there's gonna be, it's going to be uh, uh, Moxley versus Daniel Garcia. Yeah. That's right. Okay. 
So this definitely think they're, is not done. Do you think so they're not transition yet. into Eddie Danielson now? Um, not yet. Like right. I think you know. I don't. I don't. I think it's still still sprinkling that. I don't think that was like. I don't think that was like the definite right there. I think that it's going to lead to this. I mean, coming out of blood and guts, we'll, well, that's what we'll get if that's what they're doing. I could even but, see them doing like a match beforehand as like you know, sort of like you know, just you know, settle it in the ring type thing. Too. I don't think but so. I, th- that's I, a, think, I think I think it's it's much, it would be better served like that's after a much it, bigger to, for like a feud. That's a much bigger feud than just to throw it away like that. I think that I agree. It's um, I don't know. It seems like it boiled over. It seems like the simmering and the sprinkling is over. That that's kind of um, that kind of happened. Trying to on light TV the dude on fire. Promo. I mean, that's tried to light him. <laughs> he they didn't, he didn't try to light fight. him on fire. He was like, he was like a casualty. Like he wasn't thinking. He was right. he, threw, he was throwing it on Jericho, and Danielson was there and got fucking doused too. I don't think that this is the. I don't think it's here yet. But I mean, I it's it spilled over into them getting in a full on fight. Like they forgot unless unless yeah, they, they unless they have replacements for this for like a blood and guts team for for uh Danielson and, and, and Kingston. Well, there's, I don't there's know. Yuta. I guess I guess they have Yuta, yeah, but who's gonna replace Kingston? I think it would I mean, be replacing Danielson if anything, but okay. I think Nick Gage can fucking fill in straight up. <laughs> I wish. God I fucking wish. <laughs> Unsettled score of Jericho. Was this the right, match that um, did did Mox take off ropes for this match? I can't remember. Yeah, he took he off did, the yeah, top, top rope. Yeah. I actually was hoping they would go like I, I, in Evolve. I saw this uh, awesome match with Timothy Thatcher and Drew Gulak, where uh, it was the end of their feud, and they fucking pulled up the fucking um, mat and the ring and the ring canvas, and they fucking had ma- a match on the wood and fucking steel. And I thought that would have been so fucking cool. They here. didn't want to give the ring crew that much to do. Maybe, but they did. They still gave them a lot to do. Still, but uh, like that would have been insane because they they were doing like cool stuff. Like they were taking like normal moves on the fucking wood, and it looked awesome. And then they even like moved some of the wood. And there were like moments where like just like Thatcher would just like fall into the fucking under the ring from like uh, from the missing panels in the wood, and it was awesome. That would have been a cool spot for it. But I, I feel you. There's someone that can take a spot. Straight Timothy up, Thatcher, just put him in any any spot, dude. How is he yeah. not? He's Blackpool Combat Club through and through, right there. Like he's he's a better fit mm-hmm. than fucking Moxley. I mean, I like the history with like you know the three main guys in the Blackpool Combat Club. True, the, yeah, works. the tr- the history is there. Oh my god, dude, just like he's such put him a J spot. That, anything, though. put him like put him <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. Like yeah, why yeah, is Timothy Thatcher for TBS title? What the hell? Timothy Thatcher needs to be on fucking TV. Straight up. Uh, next up, you know, while the ring crew is evidently repairing the ring, uh, we do get some promos. We've talked about these before. We've got the Andrade with uh, Roosh, uh, the Men of the Year promo of Dante challenging. And then we finally get the next match, the AEW tag title match with Team Taz, Swerve, Strickland, and Keith Lee, and Jurassic Express. Uh, this was another one that was just re- like the later half of the show was definitely where things really picked up. Uh, and you did have, you know, Joe and uh, Cole earlier, but this was also like another really good match. Uh, you did get Keith Lee doing the spot that Brody King did. Uh, you could mm-hmm. tell that he he had a little bit of a smug satisfaction when he uh, you he know, didn't botch it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this was cool. I think I, I like the reaction. Everybody felt like it was time for uh, Jurassic Express to uh, move on and lose the titles here, and but they won. It met like we were dead silent when they won we were like oh my god what are they doing <laughs> like none of us reacted to it at all they've got enough going on 
with the other teams that maybe they just thought, well, we've got these guys in other programs and we don't have much going on with Jurassic Express. They just keep the belts on them because it's, it's easy to move forward with, you know, Swerve and Lee feuding with uh, Team Taz or whatever without the belts because they've been doing that successfully. So I guess that's yeah. the thinking here. Is, um, yeah, what do you but do like with Jurassic Express. If you, you need something for Jurassic Express, like, yeah. I guess that's the belt. I don't know who will challenge next. I'm afraid it's going to be like the Hardys. But I, I mean, I'd I'd rather that than like. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I know like they've been you know teasing with FTR. I don't. Not that I have anything against like that match, but I don't really want like the babyface versus babyface match for that. Who's current New Japan? It's a Bullet Club, right? It's you've got Chase Owens and <laughs> yeah. uh, Bad Luck Fale. I don't know. I don't. I, but then again, like we we talked politics. I don't know that they're going to do champion versus champion match. All new though. New Japan doesn't really give a shit about their their tag team championships. Right. Clearly, I mean they give it I to mean, Chase Owens. <laughs> Bad Luck Fale. <laughs> I mean they just resigned Chase Owens. Maybe they have some ideas for him. And you know? Yosh and uh, yeah. <laughs> Radio Damn, that's some mad talk sh- shit talking there. Damn. You know, you, you come here for honest takes. Not, sometimes that involves some, some shit talking. I feel yeah. bad for him. <laughs> yeah, so do I. <laughs> it should be better. Okay. They, it's almost like they use the tag team championships in New Japan to get guys um, over or whatever rather than, you know, give, putting it on guys who are already over and can carry know big matches and that's why you almost never see a tag team championship match as a main event on even their you know lesser shows yeah it's, you see it but not too often and you know well and they're like they're the king of like just slapping some single guys together i mean like at least they're like in a faction together but mm-hmm. usually I mean, that's what it is what a it's weird two guys in, yeah usually it's two guys in a faction so there aren't you know god and but yeah usually it's just two guys in a faction that become tag team champions all lot like dangerous techers and stuff that started to feel like a tag team, but yeah, then, they at least had a name. The, yeah, then Zach wins the cup again, and I don't know. Suzuki Goon still a thing since Suzuki is like in and out of New Japan. I don't know. I mean, they I'm pretty Japan sure it's, it's always like the, the same sure guys been in and out. Yeah, that's yeah, but not true. like this. Like it seemed, seems like he was more or less full time with New Japan when Suzuki Goon was going strong. So I'm not sure. Is well, it I mean, just Goon were... now? Yeah, just Goon. Just yeah, gang. Taichi Goon. <laughs> Fucking Dick Togo's boy Goon. Yeah. <laughs> Hakushi Goon. Um, uh, so, yeah, I don't really have a ton to say about this. We were surprised to see the win. Uh, it was a really fun and good match. Um, I just hope that um, none of these guys get lost in the shuffle. Um, I felt like Jurassic Express totally was lost in the shuffle before this like, match was announced. Not to always constantly fucking repeat ourselves, but goddamn Ricky Starks is so fucking good. So. Oh, he's incredible. There was like one spot where it looked like he might have like really hurt his like leg on a fall, and like everyone was like looking out. And then I can't remember what he like shouted out, but it was like really funny, and like it gave away like okay, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, he awesome. he took um, a really nasty bump um, to the outside. Like yeah, and really the way he landed on his leg, it looked like he might have you know. There was a good part too where he was flirting with a. Uh, jungle boys uh like mom and sister and then he was like yeah he was like shredding on the ropes and then fucking got nut shotted it was so good (laughs) fuck it was so good (laughs) yeah they need they need to strap the rocket in eventually straight up dude sooner rather than later he's really good you know they're probably going to do single stuff with keith lee it's just you know with the next big show being forbidden door 
you know, I, a lot of the outcome here is going to play into that, I guess. So who is, um, if you had Keith Lee in a singles match with someone from new Japan, and I'm not saying this is going to happen. Like they're not necessarily looking to get Keith Lee in a singles match on that show, but who, who do you, who do you Jeff have Cobb. work? Cobb? Jeff Cobb. Yeah. I mean, Cobb seems like he'll be occupied, but could you see him doing tour of the islands to Keith Lee? Yes. Oh, I want to see it. <laughs> I want to see it. Yeah, so I want to see it too. Jeff Cobb. <laughs> All but you know, right. Jeff Cobb's going to be doing the tag team thing, so I don't know. Yeah. Evil, evil, yeah, that, that that could work. Evil might be fun, yeah. I mean, evil, evil, someone, evil, someone who actually can do a sharpshooter. That's true. <laughs> evil does the best sharpshooter in the game. I'd, I'd even go as far as saying he does it better than the Hearts. Like his version is really awesome. I would always just say Ishii when I'm fucking out of ideas. Well, I was going to say Ishii, but I would like to see him with Joe. Yeah, that's the that's the thing we've yeah. already gone yeah. over. So like, All right. mm-hmm. well. Are we ready to talk about the main event? Yeah, let's see the main event. All right. CM Punk versus Hangman Adam Page for the AEW title. Uh, this is a match where I think um, had the anarchy in the arena happened right before this, it might have been uh, at least to CM Punk's benefit if they never put the top rope back on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Good point. Uh, just never do that uh, punk shot lariat. I, I, I'm glad that he gave it his own name because it is a very distinct version and it sucks. Yeah, it was rough. Fire yourself into the ground. Did he try, <laughs> did he try it two or three times? Twice. Oh my god, dude. I think there might have been like an attempt where he might have been on the rope. But I, 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 th- I think it was it was just twice. And the first one I thought like because the camera was the way it was facing. I thought like Hangman had interrupted it. But then he did it again. I'm like, oh no, he just like landed on his knees. <laughs> we went right into talking about this. It reminds me of the WC Fields quote that goes something like, "If at first you don't succeed, try, try again, then give up. No use being a goddamn fool about it." Yeah. So you, you know what? Like you know, like like there was like the whole thing is like, can Punk still hang with some of these young guys? And he could barely hang with some of the not young guys like before. Like he was never that great of like an athlete or wrestler, but um, he could have good matches. Like he was good at that stuff. But man, he was so outclassed here athletically and um, as just like a pure wrestler, in my opinion. Um, and they he always just, needed to stay within was so his. Weird. Yeah, he always he tried to overstep to... his bounds. Mm-hmm. He always needed to stay within his spectrum or his limitations, however you want to put it. Yeah, and, and he was right. good at he, that. He he's probably hitting that move, you know, if he's getting any you know ring time. Yeah. He's probably hitting it. That's with him fucking it up before. That's the only reason, unless he's just super arrogant. If he didn't he practice, was, he did it. The last botch in this one, he did it real shitty on dynamite. That's what I'm saying. If he didn't, if he didn't practice that move even before dynamite. And and between these shows, since he especially since he fucked it up, if he didn't practice the move yeah. and, and hit it regularly, mm-hmm. then he's a real fucking arrogant brick. But um, yeah, he tried it again, boy. The, him trying it again makes me think that like he knew that he had done it, you know, and, and you know when he's getting some you know ring time. But he, he commented man, on I, look, he, yeah, he addressed he it. So it's not like yeah. yeah he had a sense of humor about it, so that's the right thing to do. And I, he even commented on it um, into the camera after the match. I um, am not as harsh on this as you guys, and I thought it was I thought it was pretty good, especially early on. No, I thought like, I, I definitely was, thought the match was good. It was just that was the match like, was fine, but it wasn't anywhere near the tier that I was hoping for. 
I, to uh, be honest, I had, I had lower expectations. Ex- really? I, I think I had I lower had huge expectations, expectations for this match. So again, we're we're talking about reality versus expectations, and mine were kind of low, especially after seeing some of the seeing some of the struggles that he's had um, yeah. in his AEW run with whether or not it was cardio or keeping up or trying to do things that are a little bit outside of his abilities. I really thought that there was some really cool shit in here, and I thought it was laid out pretty well. Has anyone noticed any Bret Hart masturbatory stuff? Uh, yes, um, the finish. The finish is straight up uh, Bret and Piper, which, to be fair, was was more on Hangman, technically. It, it was, but I mean, if it was the planned finish, it wasn't really yeah. on him. But like Bret Piper was the uh, it, it, Piper was the heel, and um, he it, it was his like redemption, right? Yeah. See him, like like Hangman was like teasing it, like it wasn't even he's not. You heel. bought it. Yeah, I mean. Tell us what the finish was. It's 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 spots we've seen before, and we they even did this with like Sami Zayn and NXT and shit, and you know yeah, that's just so one example that comes to mind. The finish there is a ref bump on um, I think was it Hangman's GTS or no no I think it was it was Punk's GTS yeah it must have been Hangman's because uh, Hangman was up goes and gets his belt and like teases like hitting Punk with and Punk is just like stumbling to his like knees he's like got like this pathetic old man like putting his hands up over his face like don't do it please but hangman eventually puts the belt aside and he then eats the gts and loses mm-hmm. yeah of course the ref wakes up just in time to, to count that um, yeah there was another spot in this match uh about midway through uh, when hangman hits the dead eye do you guys remember this yes Punk's bare ass just exposed for all the world to see. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and uh, Dude, it's so funny. And, yeah. and but we gave him credit for that because yeah. he was selling and he had to know his ass was out and he didn't he didn't What was stop great was like we you could see like when he picked him up, like oh like he pulled the, the trunks down a bit and then he like you know, for the dead eye he turns him behind him and like you could just see the crowd react to like seeing, you know, half his yeah. ass hanging out. It oh, was pretty Dude, everybody almost funnier. passed out, it was so hot. Yeah. Even 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 like funnier like we the, as much shit as we give like wrestlers for like fixing their hair or something when they should be selling stuff like mm-hmm. that like CM Punk just refused to fucking fix his gear uh, and he just keeps it, selling yeah. so respect but then the referee started the fixing referee his fucking up. yeah that oh, was funny hey, hey I, I think God. I think I think that's fair that should be like under his like you know purview right like he's you know he's officiating a match but he's also got to make sure that it's you know it fits code. What's uh, under okay. his purview? Fucked up what was under my perv view. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh, man. Okay, yeah. And, yeah, again, props to Punk for, because we said, like, the fix, adjusting your trunks after you take a table spot or whatever was, like, the men's division equivalent of Ty, like, fixing yep. your hair or whatever. Early on, I really thought that everything looked really crisp and good and, competitive and relatively hard-hitting man i was into it and i thought punk was doing a great job i knew page was going to do a great job but the suspense of this match was so high that uh, i was never less than enthralled and we were waiting you know no secret on this show we were waiting for the cm punk full heel turn i even thought after he won and you know he might get the mic and, and turn heel then he didn't but is this the biggest AEW pay-per-view main event so far? 
That's my question, I guess. Um, Maybe that was the question to ask before the show. But Kenny Hangman know. had a lot more build. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, in terms of story, Kenny Hangman. But as far, in terms mm-hmm. of star power, this is definitely the biggest. Yeah. I mean, you okay, have you've also fair. had Hangman Jericho, and what's interesting is Hangman's been a part of every single one of those we just mentioned. So yeah, I, yeah. I think yeah, I think he's really been part of like the biggest pay per view main events, hasn't he? Yeah. Or I guess it was technically Hangman Jericho. Was that? the main or am i thinking it, cody that jericho was, wasn't the main right no, no i know there was a, one of them that wasn't hangman the main jericho event. was the very first world title match yeah. yeah i just knew there was one world title match that was not the last match on one of their shows and it was it was cody jericho right i don't remember what was the last match on that show i think the lights out mox kenny match. oh that's right okay fair enough i just couldn't remember what show that was on and I think it was that one. But technically, it was the main event. It's not the main event you paid for, technically. What was <laughs> Mox's biggest title defense on a pay-per-view? Title defense? I don't know. I mean, like, I think that was kind of a weird era just because it was, like, the pandemic and whatnot. I mean, he had, let's see, he had, was he uh, Brody defend? Lee on pay-per-view? He had he had uh, Kenny, but was that pay-per-view? No, that wasn't pay-per-view. That was um, okay. Winner is Coming. Okay. Um, I can't remember if Brody Lee was pay per view or not. He had Eddie Kingston on pay per view. He had MJF. Yeah, you're right. That was that was a weird era. When when he won the belt from Jericho, was that pay per view? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that was probably star power wise. That was probably the biggest before this. Yeah, I think that's fair. But this felt like the biggest. You're right. There was more story and build, but. The implications the promotion feel the promotion itself feels more big time now than it really ever has so yeah it i felt like it yeah it felt like it was going to have more bearing on the future of the promotion than any other match i think yeah that was and, the point of uh, hangman's promo yeah and and i think it panned out that way you know cm punk is AEW world champion i guess we all knew it was going to happen do you guys want to talk about the media scrum afterwards or is there any other thoughts you have I mean, is there match? anything that you want to touch on in the media scrum well there's the the big the big story out of it was um so weeks ago um this was never like something we ever thought was worth covering but eric bischoff had said that cm punk is like the biggest like financial flop um in AEW and like maybe like just wrestling period so someone in, in the media scrum i don't know who asked Tony Khan with CM Punk literally right there about it and Tony Khan just wasn't having it he listed like everything that like CM Punk has done in the promotion and he's like heated angry he's swearing Punk is yeah, like yeah. <laughs> he went Punk's full just like, wow, fucking like, F-bomb like F-bomb yeah. this goddamn that yeah. and it was just like cutting a full promo and like CM Punk's like Jesus Christ I, I liked it to be honest like it's kind of you know I, I still see people make some outrageous comparisons here but like it's kind of nice like you know like you know seeing that you have a wrestling promoter who you know has a fucking pulse and whatnot like yeah like i mean it's not that he can't take criticism it's that like that criticism is is bullshit yeah it's really stupid i think the best comparisons here are when like head coaches go off on the media and with profanity lace tirades when someone oh, yeah. like calls out one of their players or their <laughs> performance. Uh, th- it was cool. It was very entertaining. I didn't see the part you were talking about it, where it, Punk it, had to yeah, reel him back it, in. Yeah, it was it was after the clip that I posted. It was just a little bit okay. after. And he, he keeps going on and then CM Punk has to shut him down and he goes, all right, we got to move on. Like he was like, yeah, like he had to fucking like put a kibosh on it. Like there was just like, it, it felt like there was a little bit of like some weird like social 
like unawareness on on uh, Tony Khan's part, and that was crazy that CM Punk said that. Can you imagine somebody saying that to Vince McMahon? You know, like stopping, <laughs> like telling him to shut the fuck up. Basically, they'd be they'd be, they'd be in the doghouse. Right? Well, does crazy. that kind of does that kind of prove that like at deep down, all these guys know that Khan Tony is, Khan's a money mark or something? <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know what it means, but yeah, uh, maybe man, like just a pushover. Bischoff's whole take is so layman because you know he's just really looking to see that one one punk came in like he had the initial ratings boost, but then it kind of evened back out more or less to where it was before. That's just he such a layman's fucking take. You know yeah, what I mean? He like, doesn't he's not know looking shit. At the numbers. Yeah, he doesn't have any. He doesn't of the know shit. He's never or, like or gate or he doesn't. You know, yeah, he, he, even in WC in, in WCW, he never had. He had the he had the pay like the pocketbook. Or not the pocket, but he had the uh, the credit card. He basically, he did, yeah. He did not have the fucking like financials. Like he, he had blank checks that he could fucking write to anybody for any amount. He had a had deep pockets. The 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 money made and lost was like that wasn't his responsibility. He was just the fucking guy that spent the money. He wasn't the guy that fucking balanced the money in. So he has no fucking room to talk. Like he acts like he was this promoter that did all this shit and maybe he had some visionary moments but as a business guy he didn't do jack shit so he should just shut the fuck up kind of just in general he probably should too like it's like have you ever seen a guy like just milk relevance based on like 83 weeks i mean as as the name of his podcast it's like i mean it's like explicit like and like i'm not saying that like he's had no like contribution to the business or anything like that but like he definitely like oversells it so much and people put way too much stake in it over like just it's very know, professional yeah. wrestling, honestly, to do that. So, yeah. I mean, if Doink the Clown can still fucking have matches, then I guess he can talk about 83 weeks. And just, you know, embellish everything about it. And State of AEW after this pay-per-view and, and kind of wrap it up here. What do you, what do you guys think? What's the, what's the state of AEW coming out of this pay-per-view? Um, I think it's still, even though it was, it was a weaker pay-per-view than we hoped, I don't think that says anything bad about the company itself. It was a little off. I feel like it's... There's there's plenty of learnable moments, and I don't think anything was like um, permanent or necessarily like detrimental to the company at all. If you got this pay per view, I don't know. I I think that like I mean we paid for it, so besides the Bleacher Report situation, I feel like it was still fun. It, I was fine paying for it. I still got, feel like we got our money's worth. It wasn't the best pay per view yeah. ever, but I still feel like we got our money's worth. So I don't think it's bad. And going into uh, the New Japan um, pay per view, I'm pretty fucking excited still. Um, even though we got a less than stellar pay-per-view. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with that too. And I, I think, you know, overall, I was, I, overall, I think I, this was a really pretty solid pay-per-view. I mean, there was, I think it's one of those cases of like a few matches, like had you just taken them off, like we would have changed the perspective on the show as a whole because it's just like, oh, there was a couple low points. But if you, you were just focused on like, you know, the stuff that was actually good, I think it was pretty yeah. solid. And, I, you know, I'm definitely really curious to see, you know, where they go from here on a lot of um, these was, different, you know, feuds and stuff like that. There was like, a, like, th- there's something to be said, like, about the issues that we had with BR Live. It might have hindered our enjoyment and the yeah. flow of the show and the matches that might have, we might have liked the show less than we would normally would have. And you know what? That's part of it, too, you know? It's um, that Agreed. goes into it as well. Agreed. So it, it could have been a way better pay-per-view than we're saying. So, you know, what do you guys think? What do you guys think out there? Listen to the show. I think I kind of adjusted for that because I was able to, and some of the matches may have been a little bit more exciting in the ring, but 
from the standpoint of booking decisions, there were some head scratchers. You know, even before yeah, the show absolutely. took place, there were some head scratchers with the card. The head scratchers, um, I feel like, weren't. I'm sorry. You give your take. I'm sorry. Oh, go, no, go ahead. Like, uh, as far as the head scratchers go, it's not anything that can't be like undone. Like, like for instance, mm-hmm. um, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, like they could lose the tag titles tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, who knows? Like, it that can be. You know, that sure, course sure. can be fucking adjusted no matter what. Or maybe they have a plan and there's a reason why they did it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'll give them well, the benefit I, of the doubt. I, as I was kind of saying with them before, like, I actually think that, like, losing the titles would have been better just because it would have, like, maybe advanced, like, their plot a little bit with, like, the Christian stuff and mm-hmm. whatnot. Because, like, they haven't been particularly right. featured uh, that might lately. That, that might happen tonight because they announced that they're, they're going to be in, uh, in yeah. a match tonight. So... Um, oh, and Hikaleo is going to be on the show tonight. He's going to oh, be teaming God. with the Elite tonight. Okay. I mean, it's still it's New Japan, so I mean sure. that's we're 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 about to be off to the races with New Japan stuff. So, man, I, I don't think I had Hikaleo on any dream match at Forbidden. Door. No, he's he's replacing he's replacing Adam Cole because they pulled Adam Cole from the show too. Oh, weird. Yeah, for what do we know? We I don't know. Maybe he's banged up. Who knows? But um, they pulled him. Yeah, some of the head scratchers were. It wasn't just the results; it was the booking in advance, and we had expressed right. our concerns before our our bafflement or whatever yeah. at um, at some of the, those decisions. But you know With that, that said, the, the how do you poster feel? child for that to me, and uh, it was obviously taken away by the story over the weekend was MJF and Wardlow. I didn't mean to, you know, I mentioned earlier that the, I thought the match was dull, and I, again, that's expectations versus, you know, the reality of what how it played out. But, man, I just expected so much more creativity in that match rather than just have a couple cartoonish, you know, yeah. st- stage, you know, comedy spots uh, followed by MJF eating all the power bombs or whatever. I don't think that would... That, I mean, ultimately, that's the finish we were going to the satisfying conclusion i guess but man i just mm-hmm. thought there was it was going to be so much more of a fun creative ride than it was and again if it is a shoot that may have taken away from you know mjf's so you know yeah. planning and effort level or whatever attitude whatever you want to say we've already harped on the show enough about our opinions well, on yeah, that yeah we but, we talked enough about that like what yeah, how do you but, feel but coming think, out of it are you excited my next question is uh, before we finish today is um kind of thoughts on on hangman's title run but and my the reason I mentioned that now is this story got as much no this this story got more TV time than Hangman Punk, um, uh-huh. and and then you could also argue that it went back two years, but just since they started directly booking this program, and for it to just play out like that, really hurt this pay per view for me, mm-hmm. and coming out coming out of it, you know I don't know I'm not interested in a positive way about what's going on with MJF. I'm interested in kind of a car crash way about what's going on with MJF. I don't like Wardlow's booking. I don't think he's good enough to be. I don't want to see Batista again. I mean, I has just, anyone who's gotten this booking been ever like renowned for their in-ring acumen? Exactly. That's why they need that booking. But he's good. No, 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 no. He's really solid. I'm not comparing his talent to a, a Batista again or a Goldberg. But for, for once we get that kind of booking, for once we get that kind of booking, and we have a guy that's actually good, he's and good, the, the, but he's the not first time in history. I'll say he's good, but I'll say he's not very good. And he didn't guess what? He didn't do anything in this match either to bring it up. Like it was true. all on MJF's shoulders to to get something creative here. And 
Wardlow definitely didn't say, well, you know, fuck it. I got this. Don't worry, man. Like, you're having some issues. Like, fucking. He didn't do anything like that. I'm not interested to see him chasing big matches. You know, I'm, mm. I I think he should be a heel. I mean, his his gimmick is like he's a big douche bro. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's interesting because, like, regardless of the MJF situation, it's kind of interesting because, like, his face gimmick has largely been like he's you know n- not a real underdog but like an uh, like a financial underdog right he's like a class underdog like he was you know had this horrible boss that type of thing and like that's gone now so what do you do with him as a face is kind of like this open mm-hmm. question well he killed everybody he's on a big winning streak even though he wasn't i guess they're gonna say it doesn't count because he wasn't AEW official you know whatever but so they'll get around him being the number one contender but he was number one contender before, and technically he was under MJF's contract, not AEW, right? So that also doesn't yeah. make sense. Um, well, during the feud, he was like down off the website. I, I can't remember what the kayfabe well, justification they, was, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he he murdered everybody. He murdered all the big guys. He murdered, decisively beat Lance, who had, had just had a title match. He decisively beat Punk before MJF stopped him from winning, and he got rolled up like a goon. Right. Um, so like, I mean, and the only really rational thing is for him to feel like he deserves a title shot now because he fucking destroyed CM Punk, your fucking champion. I don't like that. I don't like that kind of shit. And again, I think Wardlow is good. I don't think he's very good. I think you can do that with somebody who's fucking, you could do that I, with I, like I, Samoa you Joe. Say that, you know, you Real say quick, that, maybe, but you say that, I don't, but we don't know yet. We don't, we really don't know. Like we've seen some stuff, but we're only seeing sprinkles and sprinkles and sprinkles and sprinkles. We don't know yet. We can't say yes or no on that. Okay. I, I do well, want to say something about that real quick. Maybe that's where we get the punk heel turn. Oh man, I like it. Man, uh, I guess if yeah. Because like I mean, he did like I mean maybe he like he has to cheat or like get some guys to like yeah. help him cheat to like beat him and like that. Maybe that's what they do. That could be know. a thing. Yeah, that could be a thing. Let's see what let's see, let's we'll reengage our how we're feeling after this show. We're gonna see. We're 100% going to see some New Japan stuff starting, and I'm fucking pumped about that. It all helps. All the, all the wounds from this show will have time to heal because they had this New Japan cross-promotion coming up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what do you guys think now that Hangman's title run is um, is wrapped up? What do you guys think of it? Um, it, it, it was, uh, was kind of weak, but it had some really bright spots. Hangman's really good. Um, I think that if he ever is champion again, it'll be a lot better. You have that first one out of the way because um, that happens sometimes with some some guys. Like look at like uh, like Jericho for instance. Like remember his like um, big world title run or his mm. very first one, right? Yeah. You know it was fucking terrible, and you just kinda, sometimes you have to like kind of learn to be a champion. You know, I if think that makes sense. I think that's less on him. Like so, I've I've got a couple. I'm I'm of mixed mind on. I think the match quality was like phenomenal from him. I I loved every title defense he had, but I think like this current crop of champions, at least like all the baby faces, I just I feel like they're not featured enough. Mm -hmm. Like hey, you know that was like one of the things like you know we've we've talked about you know for several weeks where it's like oh you know like why is like Hangman's segment on the mid card if he even has a segment that week and like yeah you don't need the world champion there every week but like. I feel like, you know, I've seen a lot of people complain, you know, with Rosa, too, where, like, she's, you know, barely on TV. Like, they're just not really doing anything with her. I wonder um, if they're trying to make them special because, like, we talked about that in the past, like, babyface champions, people lose interest in them after they win, after the chase. 
And I feel uh, like this is kind of self-fulfilling prophecy on that. Like maybe this yeah. is an attempt to make it more interesting, but I, I don't think it's working. Yeah. I don't think it's working either. And like, um, but that's the thing, like both of their, their the baby face champions, like I think it's, that's so much more obvious. And, than and it's like ever Jurassic been. Express too, which I had said yeah. like, the same thing. Like they, yeah. You know, it was almost like radio silence for them until they're like, "Oh shit!" Like a pay per view is coming up. Like here's here's a here's a hot take. I don't think it would have been even any different, even if they were fucking featured more. I'm falling on Doc's side here because the yeah. the big thing about Paige's title run, in my opinion, is at the end of the day the match quality and look. Like yeah, the first uh, match with Adam Cole wasn't great, but it was good. That rematch they had in Dallas was fucking awesome with like the crucifix spot. Both matches yeah. with Danielson were fucking classics. The Kenny match where you know he wins the belt was was fucking great. The, yeah. This this match the Lance was match really, was good, really fucking good. Even like the Lance match, yeah, which is like, you know, something they do after you win. You know, that pretty yeah. obvious booking to have you you know face the monster. The only kind of yeah, I think outlier, the, 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 the weird outlier is the Dante Martin match. Yeah, I was gonna mention that one. <laughs> threw in there so they could get like you know Adam Cole to the number one spot again or whatever. But uh, even you know in that that was fine. Yeah, they dropped the ball. They should have featured him. Yeah, he's babyface, but man, he was working with like TV star motherfuckers. Like he's working yeah. with, you know, Danielson. He's working with Cole. You know, he's working with CM yeah. Punk. Like this yeah. should have been main event, fucking like closing segment shit. And you're right, yeah. he doesn't have to be there every week, but they need to be talking about him every week, and his opponent needs to be on there every week. They, I can agree They dropped with that. the ball with the booking, man. I I think Heyman did agree. a great job. We saw him come up with some really fucking great promos. I mean, do that shit with where he come, came out and fucking busted on CM Punk and made that masturbatory Bret Hart. That yeah. was yeah. like <laughs> at, their, at the end of the day, when you go, if you like years from now, like current like uh, landscape aside, if you go back and you like you're you're a new fucking wrestling fan and you want to know more about Hangman and you go back and you watch Hangman's like championship run, like his title defenses, you're not gonna watch all these dynamite segments yeah. and things like that. Right. You're going to go and you're going to fucking watch the essential hangman matches and you're mm-hmm. going to be like, fuck, that's awesome. And you know what? That's going to be like more important than anything that we're fucking talking about uh, right. from show sure. to show dynamite at all. So you know what? Yeah, and you're right. Like, it depends on the up. standpoint you're looking at it because yeah. we, you know, we are spending time watching the TV in yeah. real time. So it does matter now, but historically sure. you're right. There will be people that go back and watch the TV yeah. episodes, but I think, and they're going to get some good matches. But I yeah. think um, in some good promos and stuff, but um, they're not necessarily going to worry about where it was on the card. They're going to be looking for it. And right. yeah, those matches are going to, you know, stand the test of time. I think like, they won't know that he wasn't being featured on Dynamite very yeah, often, yeah. you know, if they're just searching for his stuff to kind exactly. of color yeah. the, the matches that they're watching, which I which I've done before. Well. Again, yeah. we've got uh, Forbidden Door coming up. Looks like they're going to start fucking getting on that right away. I mean, they started that with, you know, Okan mm-hmm. and... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, and even before that Khan with J- J- yeah, Jay White up. and Rapungi Vice even and she, uh, Adam Cole, shit like that. So, man, um, it looks like they're going to go full bore into that and they're going to figure out what they're going to do, inter- you know, within the promotion. Now, in the meantime, yeah. we're going to see what's going on with the MJF thing one way or the other i think that for sure they're going to have to if it is really happening they're going to have to work that into the storyline because yeah. it's just so out there in the in the general wrestling fans consciousness they're smart enough yeah. to turn that into a work if it's not well, and um, all we'll these dive, questions and more will be answered yeah we'll do we'll, we'll dive more into that on next week's episode uh we'll make sure to keep you updated on the news and things like that 
And uh, so thank you guys for for listening. And uh, I'm going to be setting up a Discord server this week for uh, for awesome. this show. So that way you guys can come in and talk wrestling. You can give us feedback on the show. You can ask your questions there. Uh, we can post some funny shit. You guys can uh, post some stuff that you might want us to talk about on the show maybe. Like uh, give us a heads up on news. And just uh, overall like trying to create a sense of community for this show. We want to take it to the next level. So keep an eye out for that on our Twitter and uh, may your week be full of mini monster pops. Catch you guys later. Legit Layla, look out for that Discord invite. Okay. <laughs> Adios. See ya.